welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Dyker. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. He's ready to go. If you see his Twitter, he's a little bit feisty this morning or this afternoon, whenever we're filming this. I don't even know anymore. Time runs together. Uh, happy Father's Day to each and every one of you out there who's listening. We appreciate all of the support. We have an absolutely stacked show for you guys today. We're talking NBA Finals, and we're talking some legacy talk like we always do in this NBA season. We're talking uh, Inside the Den, as I promised last week. We're talking the Live Golf Experiment and the implications on the PGA and majors and all that good stuff. We got some Vince McMahon news that we have to cover. And, of course, at the end of the show, we're ending strong. We always do previewing the Forbidden Door show, the joint pay-per-view production by AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Lots of stuff to go over, Mike. Um, let's hop right in, though. I'm going to set the stage, and then I'm going to let you take your take off and, and do your thing, okay? So let's, let's hit the cliff notes first. Okay. Warriors, get it done in six, thankfully, so we don't have to wait and be like, I guess we're going to have to wait a whole other week to talk about this. Yeah. They get it done in six. Fourth I th- championship. I think, I think we both said six. Yes, we did, actually. We're, I was actually right on a basketball prediction for once. Um, I know. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So we've got the you know Golden State Warriors. What's old is new again. Back yeah. on top of the NBA world, much to Mike's chagrin. Um, you know, it is what it is. They get they get the dub, right? We, we've basically broken down the series as much as we could at this point, I feel like, from a basketball perspective. So yes. I want to steer the conversation now to the legacy portion and the into the, I guess, the, I don't know, I don't know, what's the word for it? The, um, uh, the unstoppable, the inevitable, there you go, I think that's the word, the inevitable comparisons now <laughs> with yeah. people and the ring counts and everything else. Yeah. And Those Mike, you, you, you tweeted out uh, or retweeted from this NBA memes account. There's a there's an image of LeBron sitting down, Steph standing up, and the the whole cap is basically Steph's got four rings, LeBron's got four rings, Steph's got it in 13 seasons, yeah. LeBron's got it in 19, 19. right? Yeah. So ipso facto, Steph's yes, better than better. LeBron. <laughs> so I am going to let you go from there, and yeah. um. And just and I'll sit here and just okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just I'm I'm just flabbergasted Rob, okay. about how everyone just kind of just goes yeah it's it, he's just the greatest player ever apparently yeah. all of a sudden yeah I just okay so for me the ring count thing I think is just arbitrarily stupid like just in general right yeah. like like if 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 you're basing I know it's like supposed to be like a meme thing yeah. but legitimately everyone talks about it like oh, yeah, even sure. in mass media yeah, yeah, where people are like well, what does he this has, mean yeah, yeah he, he has four yeah. Yeah. and I'm like okay well also Clay has four right also Draymond Green has four Andre Iguodala Andre Iguodala has four with a Finals MVP yeah so yeah. he has because well, ex- he locked him down so he has the exacts like yeah, right. like yeah. championship stats as Steph does mm-hmm. at this point. Steph's so, never won a championship without Andre Iguodala. So so theoretically, if you were like, oh, so Curry is better than LeBron, that means if we did like exact comparison, that means Andre Iguodala is also better than LeBron James. <laughs> Which I think like that's where you can go. Okay, this argument doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Obviously, like you mm-hmm. can't just go rings. Now, if you wanted to bring in the numbers, if you wanted yeah. to bring in true sh- blah 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 yeah. whatever, yeah. then obviously we all know Steph better but if you like all the people that are just like he has four rings and now he has a finals mvp and he's a unanimous mvp and he's a two-time mvp oh and i go yeah 
but that's not the whole story. Right. Right. Yeah. So then that kind of so that argument I just like settle right there. I just mm-hmm. go that makes no sense. Yeah. Let's just yeah. like LeBron has four finals wins. Yes. He also has four finals MVPs, yep. meaning he was the best player on the team. And a fun fact where when Andre Iguodala won his finals MVP, LeBron James got four votes out of 11. Andre Iguodala <laughs> got seven. Steph didn't even get a vote. Yeah. So that means four people thought that Steph was even, or LeBron was better than Steph yeah. in a series that Steph won. Right. So, like, we can just, like, set that one aside. I don't, mm-hmm. like, that's not really too much of a debate. Right. I think the big debate is the where does Steph land now. specifically now yeah. on the on the echelon of the NBA. Yeah. Right? Right. And everyone's trying to put like I talked to a lot of people in the last couple of days. Yeah. A lot of people have been, I I think he's in the top ten. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone has ever reached top five. I think that's a little arbitrary. Yeah. But I do think people say top ten and I go, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But we have to acknowledge that a top ten means there's only ten. Yeah. Like, when people do Mount Rushmore's and they have seven names, you can't do that. It's four names. There's not – or there's not five presidents on Mount Rushmore. There's four. Right? So, like, when we do our quarterback rankings – Like, when we do our quarterback rankings and people go, Dak Prescott's top ten. I go, count out the quarterbacks for me. Yeah, give me your ten then. Then Give me your ten and find a place where Dak Prescott – And when people go 11, 12, 13, you go, and you you haven't named Dak yet, it goes – well, he's he, not. He's on top ten then. Yeah. Right. right? So yeah. I'm gonna throw some names out, okay. and then we're just gonna see if he survives this top ten. Right. <laughs> okay. So I think the obvious ones. Right. Jordan. Yep. LeBron. Yep. Kareem. Yep. Magic. Yep. I think fair. all fair. I think all out. Fair. And yeah. I would even throw in uh, Shaq. I I don't think yeah, yeah. Curry is probably better than any of those five. No. Yeah. That's that's around where my top five is. My top four is the first I four I named Shaq, which is the fifth I put in there. Yeah, but I, I think well, you gotta throw Kobe in there already. So yeah, so here's yeah. so so then you're gonna throw Tim Duncan. Yep. Kobe Bryant. Yep. Bill Russell. Yeah, you gotta have to. Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. So that's nine. <laughs> okay. Right. Yep. Now some guys I think you can you yeah. kind of throw in um, Larry Bird I think it's kind of like Carl Malone Carl Malone yep. and uh, Hakeem one of the best defensive players oh, ever yeah. you know like so those so that's why when I look at and you go oh he's obviously top ten I go hold on a second mm-hmm. I just named you those first nine guys I listed yep. outside maybe Shaq you were a little iffy on Shaq yep. but those, like the eight out of the nine you were like yeah 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 yep, yep. so that means Curry's probably around nine ten eleven twelve which is fine it's just I think we all have just had to sit back and go, let's really make this list. Yeah. Is Steph really better than Larry Bird, Hakeem, and yeah. Wilt? Yeah. Is really what it comes down to. Yeah. And Shaq. Yeah. Like, he has to be better than those four, or three of those four, mm-hmm. to be in the top ten. Yeah. And I think it's really hard for people to say, oh, yeah, he's definitely better than those right now. Yeah. Obviously, next year, if he wins another ring, another finals MVP, I think he's, I think he's probably like eight or seven or something. Yeah. Like, I think there's a strong argument. But there's only ten names you can have. Yeah. And I just think that everyone's just really quick on the trigger of, oh, he's definitely top 10 without naming your so, top 10. Yeah. And once you name 10 names, you go, dang, is he really in yeah, there? Right. So that's just something I want to like throw yeah, out the there. The NBA's hard because there are names with like, like Larry Bird is like, man, you don't have Larry Bird in your top 10. You go, yeah, but like when you think about it, you're like, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, like really Hakeem is another one where yeah, it's like, sure. Mar- uh, Mo- uh, Moses Malone is yeah. another one. It's like, right. oh, do yeah, you really not sure. have yeah. him in your top 10? Yeah. Carl like, Malone is second on the scoring list. Yeah. Like Shaq and he's not considered a top Shaq won four titles, yep. three finals MVPs, yep. and you were like, 
like, you know, like, is he top eight? Like, because you're like, you look at him, man, when he was younger and dominant, there was nobody better. But then he got older and he wasn't as good. But yeah, so that's what I mean. It's just, it's just the. The out one, the, yeah. the LeBron one, just like I'm like I, I don't, it's not there. Sorry, it's just yeah. not there. Um, all the other ones, I just go like the top ten debate. I just go, can we just like if you throw out your list and he's ninth on your or tenth on your list, mm-hmm. then I go, okay, let me see your. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, right. But there are some people who are just oh, he's definitely like top six. Yeah. And I go, okay, then name me yeah. your top five and then your six. And then let me go, okay, are you sure Tim Duncan's not better than him? Yeah. Are you sure Shaq's not there? Are you sure Kobe's not there? Because Kobe has more titles, more finals MVPs, more of this, like, more points. Like, so it's like. And I think also, too, I think something. So a couple things. Going back to the LeBron argument for a second there. As funny as it is, when you're comparing it, it's amazing. We talked about this uh, during the week where it was like how the conversation no matter who, who's playing in the finals always somehow some it's suburbs it, it, to yeah, lebron yeah. somehow which is crazy to me i go he's not even in the play he wasn't even in the playoffs like how are we, how I think, are we talking about this i dude? think there were more topics yeah on a day-to-day of about, lebron and the lakers what are the lakers gonna do what's darvin ham gonna how is he gonna do this then it was then it was the in the eastern yeah. conference finals agreed agreed which is so, crazy to me but it shows you the impact though of what this man has it's the same it's the brady effect it's the tiger woods effect no but like right now i guarantee you the u.s open is going on right now as we're recording mm-hmm. if tiger woods was playing a million more people are watching. Yeah. Even if he's not in contention, they're going to watch because yeah. it's Tiger Woods. It's similar to LeBron. So the fact that when anybody does anything in the current status of the NBA, you're immediately going, okay, well, wh- how does he stack up compared to LeBron James? Right? Mm-hmm. Just like when LeBron James does anything in particular, they, they immediately go, how does he stack up against Jordan? Yeah. That's how that works. And that's, that's, and that's yeah. why I think if you – and that's why I think I'm like – it's not frustrated yeah. by it, no. but I think if you went Steph to any other player other than LeBron, I would yeah. go, oh yeah, this, if you were like him to KD, go, I think okay, that's, well, that's he's interesting because it's like, he's got, he's two, got, without he's him, got right. two more rings without him, yep. um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. If you went him in Kawhi or something, or everybody what, else, everyone else say, is fun, yeah. but like LeBron gets compared to Michael Jordan, who's yep. either 1A, 1B to everyone in the world yep. who watches basketball, yep. and then Steph is getting directly compared to LeBron, yeah. which is the best of the generation. Right. Steph's not getting compared to... Jordan. Jordan, yeah. Right. If now, if you yes. were like, okay, Steph or Jordan, yeah. Well, then everyone's like, well, then, oh, that's an art up, uh, you know, yeah. that's a flabbergasting statement, right? Yeah, exactly. Because everyone's go Jordan, and everyone's yeah. go, okay, well, then yeah. there, there's 94 percent of people on Earth that say yeah. Jordan, and yeah. there's like the few six percent that well, say the Golden State fans, but yeah. <laughs> exactly the six percent um, of the fan base. What's interesting though about the top ten argument, right? I don't think right now he is. However. I think when he's all done, let's just say he never wins another championship. I'm going to even put that caveat on this for a second, okay? I think he's going to wind up being considered because I think he changed the game. Yeah. Because I think he was the guy to, even though like Larry Bird, three-point, you know, deadly from three-point, right? Steph was the was the guy at the front of a movement where the three-point ball took over, mm-hmm. right? Like this version of the NBA, it's one of two things. It's either big ass dunks or threes. Yeah. When's the last time you've seen somebody pull up from the elbow and people go, "That was yeah. a really nice shot." Outside of no, outside of yeah. Chris Paul and right. Kevin Durant, exactly. No one and no Kawhi one. Leonard. Yeah, those are yeah. the three guys who Nobody. do it. Nobody, like okay. no one's pulling an Antonio McDice who was yeah. deadly from that elbow, right? Yeah, and, and taking. So that shot. I, I always say that, like, I think when you go through the story of yes. the NBA, yeah. Steph's in it. 
Because yes. I think you start, you know, with like Kareem, Wilt, and all those guys mm-hmm. early. Then it goes to like Magic and, and they Bird. Ch- well, they, they, they orchestrated a new way to assemble a team. Yeah. That's what they did. Because every other team before that, well, there's going to be two chapters in this iteration of the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's the super team. Yeah. And it's the three-point ball and how the Warriors drafted a team. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're just going to be better shooters mm-hmm. than you. Yeah. We don't play great defense. They play okay defense. Steph yeah. is not a good defender, mm-hmm. right? I think he, he's massively improved. Oh, of course. But, of course. But, but like, not... I would never be like, oh, he's all defense. He's all defensive NBA. No. That's not the thing, no. right? So where they change the way a team can be orchestrated where we're going to break off from the traditional, okay, we need to have a big dude in the middle, right? We need to have a seven-foot dude or six nine seven you know 6'11 guy in the middle, Right, who can run high pick and screen, pick and rolls? Right, well, we can dish to the corner and shoot. They completely abandoned that for the most part. I know Kevin Looney had a good finals, whatever, but for the most part, yeah. right, they changed the way they did it. Mm-hmm. And Steph was literally at the forefront mm-hmm. of that change. So I think when it's all said and done, when he retires, people are going to look at him and go, "He changed the way the NBA is thought about and mm-hmm. how it's played because he's the first guy." to achieve success who was shooting from the logo yeah who was actively making these deep threes double covered and making them with ease Mm -hmm. i think at the end of it he is going to finish out in that conversation where it's like man it's magic it's steph and isaiah thomas as that point guard like oh yeah that's where it's gonna be right and that and then that's listen you know if if we went like top point guards he's easily 1a 1b with magic johnson like he's like in that debate with magic johnson but like when you go when you're going like all time all time so i think i think as of right now i think he's got more to do Mm -hmm. but i think when he retires i think people are going to look more fondly back at him and go yeah he really was the guy he was the he was the guy in that era right like you know i think when you look back and you go jordan brought nba basketball to a worldwide stage he was the guy that made the nba popular around the world he was that guy he was a transcendent talent right and so when you look at steph and you go he made it where man we have everybody has to be three and d Mm -hmm. that's the entirety of everyone's game now Having a guy who just sits under the paint, a la Andre Drummond, who gets me 25 rebounds a night, yeah, that's okay. Uh-huh. But I'd rather have a guy that's six inches shorter who can step out and hit a three from the arc. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that their method, and I think he's going to get more credit probably than he probably even deserves for it because he just kind of fell in place to a system that allows him to be him. Um, he's going to be the guy where they go, yeah, but those Steph Curry Warriors, you know, and it's going to be one of those things where it's kind of it's kind of like the George Bush presidency. Not to go political, but like when George Bush was president entering his second term, he was one of the least liked presidents of all time. Looking back on it now, when he was first elected, one of the most popular presidents ever. Yeah. And now people look back on it and they go, George Bush wasn't that bad, yeah. right? All that to say, I think it's going to wind up kind of being like that. I think in in similar ways to LeBron, I think people are going to look back on LeBron's career when he finally does say, "I'm done," mm-hmm. and people are going to go, "Man." You, you just never felt like he, you know, it's the Brady effect. You yeah. just never felt like you were out of it. With yeah. Him. You know what I mean? Like that, that's kind of how it's going to be. So mm-hmm. I think 
I think with Steph and LeBron in comparison, where I think at the end of the day, they're both going to, LeBron's already top 10, but I think Steph is going to finish top 10. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to wind up overtaking a guy like magic is tough to overtake from a, just an overall player because he was so versatile. Mm -hmm. Steph is a point guard. There's, he's not going to play the five, Yeah, but he's going to wind up being the greatest shooter ever. Yeah. And that, and at the end of the day, you have, that has to fit somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want to say Shaq and Hakeem, I mean, Shaq and uh, Kareem, are the two best centers. Tim Duncan, the best power forward, right? Like, there's certain guys where you go, oh, yeah, he's the best one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's going to wind up being that situation where maybe Magic was a better overall point guard, but Steph was the best shooter we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that's where he's going to yeah, win. No, no, no. Yeah, I have no doubt with that. Um, even regardless of championships. He's got four now. That's a pretty large amount of championships. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't think it's anything crazy. Do you think he's going to win more? Do you think they have it in him to win more? I mean, I think... They're only getting older. <laughs> yeah. See, here's the thing: is I think they kept up the like 13 years. By the way, I was flabbergasted. I was kind of. I was like, really? Well, because his first like eight years, he didn't do much. I know. It was just like, and it's all of a sudden he exploded. He, they, as soon as Steve Carr got there, they were like, oh, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think they definitely will be in the picture. Yeah. Like when, if Milwaukee's in this series, I they don't win this series. I know. I Milwaukee would <laughs> dominate them in this series. Oh my god. Draymond's like, well, I had. Two points over six games. Cool. Yeah, literally. Like yeah. I, that's that's just no a, rebounds. I know that's the funny thing I yeah. think about is I think like n- not to say they got like lucky because I don't like obviously they didn't get lucky. They were they were really well, they really good. They, they had, they had yeah. to win it. But like man, they just Chris Middleton getting hurt just was yeah. the nicest tip in their cap because I that Bucks defense is so scary when all of them are healthy. Yeah, that I I don't know if they would have got no. through the Bucks, but. Let's yeah. see. Anyway, but that's also another. Champs. That's yeah. also another one too, where it's like down the line. You know, Dallas getting mm-hmm. Christian Wood, whether you like it or not, they're yeah. only getting better. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Suns are. I mean, they're losing maybe. DeAndre Ayton, so who knows? They might get worse. It's gonna be a Piston, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and then having like you know uh, uh, Philly and Milwaukee on the other side, like it's going to be a tough task every year to get oh, through. Yeah. Yep. So I'm not gonna say like they and can't as long win. As LeBron is in the league. You have to consider whatever team yeah. he's on at least to attempt to make a run. As long as Anthony Davis starts shooting a basketball soon. Nope, ain't happening, buddy. Maybe. Sorry about you. <laughs> It's not gonna Maybe they can. Dude, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I have no hope for these Lakers at all. I don't Everyone, oh, everyone's like, well, he's going to get this time off. He's going to be like, okay, great. But he was averaging 40 last yeah, year. Yeah, he was and, fine. And he it was had the only good one. with him, and they still – he can't score every basket. This yeah. isn't 2K where yeah. I go for a 56 a night. It's yeah. not a thing. So, anyway, yeah, th- another so, topic yeah. for another yeah, day. Yeah, but no, like, I, it's just, I have no faith. But, anyway, yeah. uh, I mean, the Clippers are even going to – like, Kawhi and Paul yeah, George are going to be back healthy. So, like, I don't know. I would say they're going to be in the picture – that I wouldn't be shocked they're West Conference Finals next year, mm-hmm. but like getting over the hump of Milwaukee and of, yeah, you know whoever's gonna meet them in the West Conference Finals. I just don't know if they have it in them, yeah. especially if Draymond Green's gonna be this awful all the time. I don't know if they can do it. I do think though. I don't know if they can overcome to that. To kind of put a, a period on this though, I do think this this championship getting the Finals MVP immensely helps the argument a ton because Steph winning this one now. This war and went as the defined leader of the team, yeah. getting MVP, and then also doing it going. I won it without Durant. Yeah. Durant came. I won two more where I kind of was able to play second option. Yeah, you know. And then even though it, I would still say it was his team, but uh-huh. I think he was smart enough to realize we just got to feed the beast and uh-huh. just and kind of roll with it. To then come back without him, yeah, and win it again. 
Yeah. After going through those tribulations, I think it's big. I, I think, think it's a really big I, okay, story well, Okay, one last yeah. thing. Yeah, we we, sure. we yeah, put periods on things, but we don't really put period on <laughs> it. It was things. a comma I meant. How, how does this one help, or I'm going to say more likely yeah. hurt, but it could maybe help if you come up with some weird, crazy way it could help. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Doesn't help him at all. Because it's wild to say that, like, they don't... It's almost like, we didn't really need you. No, now, him. I do think 2017 and 2018, they did need Kevin Durant because yeah. you just lost to the Cavs. It's not going to make me think, oh, next year you're just going to go yeah, out and beat him. the Cavs without yeah. KD. Yeah. Um, I also... I will, I would say this about Kevin Durant. I think the best... I think the best version of Kevin Durant we ever saw were those two years. Yes, by I mean, 100%. I mean, like, it's not... I don't think it's close. I think I think he's been very good. I thought he was good even the year before when they pushed him. Uh-huh. When they blew that big lead in the Western Conference Finals. But the two years he went there, he played free. He yeah. was... Amazing. Yes. I mean, in that final series alone, it, every time he touched the ball, it's like, oh, it's going in. Yeah. He never missed. I think the only other time, I think the Brooklyn, that Buck series. Yes. He was the, very that game that. five, six, yeah. seven, he was absolutely transcendent, and it just didn't happen because yeah. he went up against Giannis. Of course. But I do like, I was like, I was just like thinking, that was the yep. next thought I had. It was like, yep. oh, good for Steph. And I was like, man, Katie's probably sitting there going. No, and here's the thing it doesn't help Durant at all. It, it kills him a little bit. Not be, I'm not going to take away. He was the best player on the floor, those two finals. Yeah, he was finals MVP. Yeah. He deserved yeah, both he of des- those. Right. Definitely. But outside of that, though, I would say that, it, once again, it goes back to the thing of why he went to Brooklyn. It's your team. Yeah. It, it, that it's the same reason. It's the same thing with Kawhi, right? The difference is Kawhi went to Toronto and won. Yeah. You can't take that away from Kawhi Leonard. That's why that talk was happening. It was, okay, well, you won with the Spurs. Okay, you had Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich on the team. Mm-hmm. Even though Tim Duncan wasn't Tim Duncan anymore, you had the best coach ever, and you had Tim Duncan. Yeah. And you could just – there was no pressure for you. You could go do your thing. And then he goes to Toronto where he is the guy. They they push the chips, and they go, well, I got one year to do this, and he wins. You can't, you can't take that away from him. Yeah. Durant, if he would have already won in Brooklyn, no one would be talking about him. If he would have won last year – no one would care about this comparison. But because he hasn't taken his team, his own team, the team that we're like, no, you, it's you. We're building around you. You're not the final piece. You're the only, You're the piece. Mm-hmm. You haven't done it. Yeah. And so that is always going to linger over his head until he gets it done. Yeah. It's the, it's the you know, it's the, you know, to a lot of degree, it's the Kyrie Irving discussion as well. Right? It's. When you when Boston traded for him, okay, you're the guy. Mm-hmm. You want to be out of LeBron's shadow? We're giving the opportunity, yeah. and he sunk like a rock, mm-hmm. and he's still sinking. He so sinking. It, it it doesn't help Grant at all. It kills him because it's like, yeah, I won two titles, but okay, but it's like, okay, well, Steph's done it now. The Warriors, this Warriors team has done it twice without you. Yeah, and they've beaten two other teams. They they beat LeBron, and they beat now a. Above average Jason Tatum and, team. And they beat the team that swept you in the first round. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So it's like, uh, yikes. Yeah, that one so was tough. There's a lot of there's a lot of heat there, you know. Um yeah, that one was not fun. Let me uh, real quick. All right, we'll just we keep, keep going. Do, no, no, All not, right. not on not on Steph or anything like that. No more on, no on more Dur- dots. On a Durant thing though. Okay. I saw somebody out there and I wanted to engage your your oh, feeling I'm on gonna, it. Okay. I, I saw something on Twitter where somebody was like, Don't at me. Okay. I'm gonna hate it so much. But somebody's like, There is a He's heard at least one rumor, okay, that if Durant doesn't come back to Brooklyn, that Detroit could be an option for him. Uh, uh, that's like if the you're cl- not giving away Cade. Yeah, that's the closest fifty-fifty. Yeah, I think you got out there. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. Um, you like, know, if I, there's a one percent chance it happens. 
Do How I, would you feel? Do I? <sighs> okay, still like top five in the yeah. So my so my mixed emotion with yeah. it is what you would have to do to get him. No, the, not even and that and necessarily. Contract? And well, the contract sucks. Yeah, but like we're they're a whole young team, so they're not really paying anyone anything really. True so that. yeah. that's not that bad. Yeah, I think three. my only problem is is he doesn't like defense. Yeah. And my only like, well, we would clearly fire Dwayne Casey, hire Derek Fisher, or some other yeah, yeah, ex NBA guy. I, I'm I'm very fifty eight fifty on it because I feel like with this free agency period and maybe this draft, mm-hmm. we are building the nice young core. And it's like it's like the Listen, year. You get DeAndre Ayton and Jaden Ivey. He falls to five because I heard that Jaden Ivey does not want to go to Sacramento, Sacramento at, at all. Which I don't blame him. No. That's where your career goes to die after Generally. Buddy Heald and every other player that's ever been okay. Yeah. Um, if they get those two guys, I'm saying it. Pistons in the playoffs. Mark it down. Okay. Well, I'm not going that far. Mark it but, down. But we're gonna talk about it next week yeah. after the draft. But, but oh yeah, that is true. The yep. draft's next week. Yep. Um, I, I'm very. That, that's something yeah. I'd have to like sleep on okay. if I would be okay with it. I just saw it was somewhere. It was just like it was. Uh, it's like kind the, of the the, the thing is the thing is Katie would put you immediately. In, in in like the six five seed, right? Guaranteed right. right away. I think it speeds up Cade's progress. It speeds up Cade's process a lot, but also I think there's a chance that it blows up in your face. St- <laughs> it blows up in your face, and it like stifles because then Katie comes over and goes, "Okay, I want yeah this guy this also," guy. Right. and it's like, "Okay, now we got to trade like ninety percent of the team away to have yeah. Cade, Katie, and this guy." Mm-hmm. And then when that doesn't work in three years, you just ruined everything you just had. Yeah. You you ruin. You don't have Shadiq Bay. You don't have Isaiah Stewart. Right. You don't have Killing. Like you don't have any of these guys. Yeah. You probably trade away your draft picks. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't have any of those guys anymore for this three. It's basically what Brooklyn did. Yeah. Was right. well, we gonna trade for? Kyrie, we have a nice young. Kyrie, we had yeah. Brooklyn had Karis Levert, Jared Allen. Uh, Dinwiddie to, to an extent, yeah. and all these different yeah. guys. And they went, we're going to trade all these guys away for KD and Kyrie. But when it doesn't work, like for it's not sure. working right now, you have what no draft picks, and, and they want to leave. And now we have to comprehend, we got to contemplate whether or not we're going to bring Kyrie back because he doesn't want to get vaccinated yeah. and all that stuff. And then if Kyrie doesn't come back, Durant said, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. So and then you're like, going to lose both, awful. and now you don't have any draft picks, so you're just going to be awful for five years. So I think... A la Houston. Yeah, exactly. They had to trade everybody just to get stuff back yeah so that's why I, I i think i would prefer the safer route of just keep what you have and work with yeah. it just want but to i would sleep on it and i wouldn't hate it if we got kd yeah even though i don't like kd yeah it'd be really hard it's like if like it's like if we traded for aaron Rodgers and you go yeah. god i hate this guy but he'd be really good and immediately <laughs> this put contract us- where you go god he can leave literally at any moment and screw us forever yeah but, but man, there's, a, so there's the high potential that we're in the <laughs> NFC Championship game the next three years. Like, it's the exact the, the, same thing. The problem is, yeah, it's the thing of like, okay, if they got him, and we're talking so hypotheticals now, people are like, there's no way Katie's coming to Detroit. Which you're no, probably we right. talked about Russell but, Westbrook four years exactly, ago. Exactly. Yeah, but at the same time, it's one of those situations where you go, if we got to the Eastern Conference Finals, we're still probably not good enough to beat Milwaukee. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Milwaukee would kill us. Yeah, oh, God. and that's why I wouldn't want to do it because I look at him oh, like, can boy. we uh, can we beat Miami? Maybe it's just dunking over DeAndre Ayton's corpse or whatever, yeah. whatever we can get. But oh, yeah, the, no, that the KD one is exactly if we got like Aaron Rodgers and oh. go, God, I don't like this guy, but he'd immediately put us in the like the NFC division. Actually, round. you know what it really is like? It's like Russell Wilson going to the Broncos right now. Because yeah, it is. Like, yeah. Okay, you get us hopefully to the playoffs, but after that, 
I don't know. Yeah, if we're I, gonna I don't know if we're going to Buffalo and Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. and then it, and it's like in three years if we don't, <laughs> yep. then now it's what? totally a waste. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's definitely like that yeah. too. But All right, fun talk. Anyway. All right, anyway, next week, though, we are talking lots of Pistons, yeah. though, because the draft is happening. Um, I'm excited for it. Hopefully, yeah. Like I, I I totally I did not even know it was Thursday. I didn't Josh either. Showed me today. I, I was like, okay, until a couple days ago, where I was like, oh, I, I was looking at that. I was like, oh, like June, whatever. I was like, oh, it's so far away. And I look at the, I was like, oh no, that's next week. Yeah, I totally. Thursday. I did. You had to remind me for Bindor was next weekend. So I'm I'm all off on time. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's just focus a little bit. Like I said, Pistons next week. So that'll probably lead the show more than likely, just based on. You know, recent events. Oh, if they pull um, Jay Ivey, it's definitely leading the show. Oh yeah, I'll be very excited. I'll be very happy. No, anyway. they're gonna draft Chet, and I'm gonna go. <sighs> Believe in the plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's shift focus here a little bit. I do want to talk Lions just briefly as we kind of go into the dead period for the NFL in a lot of respects. Uh, the time in between mini camps and training camp. Um, you know, the Lions do a phenomenal job. Shout out to the Lions social media team. They released their behind-the-scenes look series called Inside the Den. Um, if you haven't watched it, you need to. It's phenomenal all the way through, and you really need to watch. It is pretty good. Yeah, they really need to watch the draft episode. This year, it was 52 minutes long. It really, I looked at yeah. that run stamp, and yeah. I went, they drafted like four people. Yeah. I don't know Last why Last so year, it was like 30 minutes. Um, yeah. I think they do just a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Like, it's like hard knocks just for the lions, but it's better because you get to hear conversations and stuff. So it's really, really good. It's all about the draft process um, going into it. But I want to talk about just some highlights of that show because I, I found it very interesting. The first thing I kind of found was how subdued and like, they were like, Oh yeah, it's Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, and, it and was... they were just like, okay. And everyone's like, yeah, we got him. And it was like, it was like, all right. That was the funniest because like we talked for like oh my god months months about oh it was god. like all right it's either it's it's Thibodeau yeah. or Hutchinson or this guy yeah. or maybe Malik Willis yeah. and we had like nine guys penciled in yeah and then during the show like yeah. uh, number one goes and they're all just sitting there going all right who's it gonna be and then whoever whatever his yeah. name is goes Trevon one Walker. yeah Trevon Walker goes one yeah. and then literally Dan Campbell goes yes and then um yeah. numb nuts. Goes, Brad yeah. Brad Holmes goes to Sheila and goes, "That's the name." There's one name. There's literally we we like. There's a whole other board <laughs> off to the side, yeah. and he goes, "We literally just." It's like in draft day where they just like yeah. write Bo Callahan's name on the top <laughs> and just go, "That's the guy." Like, so who else are we gonna draft at this point? Yeah, no, it was just Aiden and Mac. No matter what, this time it's Aiden Hutchinson. No, no matter, matter what, what. Yeah. and it was just so funny to me. Yeah. I was just like, literally, not even an option. They it tried to play it off as like, you know, we played through. What if Hutchinson goes one? We're gonna take this guy if Hutchinson doesn't go one. That's just the conversation I want to know. Like, it's like, yeah. was it Thibodeau number two then? Probably. I don't know. I, I you could they could have made the argument it was Trevon Walker at two. Maybe. I mean, it's, could. you know, playing I, outside I, linebacker I now. Been, so I would have been pissed, but nonetheless. So they get Hutch right. That was a big deal for everybody. Everyone's really excited, right? They spent twenty minutes just on Hutch. It really was. It was. I think it was fifteen on that, yeah. ten on Jameson, and like yeah. five. Which on I get. Else. You know, yeah. number two pick, hometown. The story is just to die yeah. for, really. But anyway, really uh, the second thing I want to talk about though. Um, is the Jamison William pick though? Oh, because awesome. they were, you could tell. And if if you haven't watched it, go or if you have watched it, go back and watch it again. Just look at the, the it, most shots you see a clock in the background, and all these picks you can tell when they're talking about a guy. And then like there's like 45 minutes or like three hours where they go, oh that guy that we wanted is still there. We're gonna so 
it's one of those things we talked last year about this where like it kind of feels like all right clearly you're gonna say you're excited about everybody you drafted or else why did you draft him but it's crazy how they're literally like oh no this this guy like jameson williams we want jameson we don't want one of these three wide no no no. we want jameson mm-hmm. williams when the saints trade off oh that was so devastating they were all like oh he's and then picked- crispin was like maybe maybe they're gonna take a lot that was yeah. that was that was the best part of the whole episode yeah. Yeah. was yeah. everyone was just so down on their yeah. luck like, and then that one like, oh. the one guy in the corner was yeah. like could be Chris Olave, yeah, and I just Spielman. I and, cried. I was yeah. like, "Who is this dork?" Yeah. Which is like, yeah. it could be Chris Olave, and then they picked him, and then everyone's like, "You're a genius! Yeah. You're the man!" Yeah. And then they wrote his name. I, I was, died. I was so like, they're like, and they're like, they call him like call uh, Quazy or whatever the guy is from Minnesota. Yeah, that, that was the crazy part. Was like. Dan Campbell went, are we calling one, two, or three? I was like, they had three deals just oh, yeah. lined up. Yeah. Like, all right, which one do you want to do? And yeah. they're like, we'll, we'll do the Minnesota one. Yeah. And just like picked up the phone. Right. I was like, God Well, that dang. was the thing. They were, you know. You I could just imagine everyone has like 35 trades just ready to go. I think basically. part of that, I think it's okay. It's compensation agreed upon. And this Beforehand. Thing, and we talked like, about the trade. The trade's phenomenal. I'm sorry. Minnesota, you didn't win the trade. I'm sorry. You didn't. You yeah. didn't win the trade. You don't move up 20 spots. In both and sides. Get, and get a third-round pick in yeah. return. You, it just doesn't happen. Sorry. Um, but they trade up. They get Jamison Williams, right? They're ecstatic. That's the one, like, Brad Holmes lost his mind over Panay. He was very subdued. And, like, he was excited for Hutch. But he's like, but he's like we, we knew. We, we knew. Yeah. This is the guy. Yeah. But then it's like, we didn't know if we were going to be able to get Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. And then you get him at 12, and they're like, oh, boy, like, look yeah. out, right? Yeah. Um, and then the behind the scenes stuff with like they did the combine interviews, which I thought was super duper cool. Um, and then the Josh Pascal and Kirby Joseph picks are the stuff that I thought was really fascinating because going back to the time thing, they're like, you saw you saw uh, Brad Holmes write down like a couple names, mm-hmm. and they go boom, and the camera goes, Hoo-hoo, man, did that, you know, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, yeah, that's how I would have ranked him too, type deal. And you see like in the top right, and they're just sitting there, they go. I'm going to be mad. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, I'm going to be mad if we don't get him type mm-hmm. deal. And they get Josh Pascal, and they're over the freaking moon. Yeah. And then they're talking about Kirby Joseph at 66 or 46 or whatever the pick was in the second round. And they're like, we were talking about him at that spot. At that spot. And then he fell to us in the third. And you're like, and Lance Newmark, director of player personnel, is over there freaking out. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like, everyone's like, holy crap. Like, it just, like, and it's, I think it just is a perfect example of how i feel like brad holmes was so tied in to where he knew all right i think i can get this guy here yeah. like i think he was just so into i'm very where like it's almost like watching watching in. this one and watching last year's yeah it almost makes me want to go back a couple years mm-hmm. and watch like the they Patricia never, we, ones. Yeah, we, we never had but I know they access. never they never had yeah. that, but it's very interesting if they had the same like thought, thought like yeah. when like when they picked Tavai yeah. well, twenty eighteen yeah. or whatever, twenty nineteen, whenever the other was. Yeah. It's like were they sitting there going, We had a first round green on this guy. Yeah, He's sitting there in a second. Yeah. Oh, let's take this. Oh my god. And were they like through the moon excited? Like that's the stuff I'm very yeah. interested in. It was like, were they that excited for the right. guys they were picking too? Yeah. Or was like I guess we'll end up because these two guys weren't here, so yeah. I guess we'll end up taking right. and Jerry Davis. New England wants or, them, so I guess we better take him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I like was it like one of those? Like I'm very yeah. like interested in that because even if they're playing it off, it like Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell look like every pick they make is yeah. like this is the yes. greatest pick of all yeah. time, and it's like just a selling point as a yeah. fan of going. 
it looks like they're going five for five in the first yeah. three rounds of the last two years. Yeah. For hundred percent, yeah. Like, like this they, is what it looks like. Red it's Holmes, like they, everyone they want, they're yeah. getting. It Red looks Holmes like. is like I'm gonna be. I was gonna be mad if we didn't get Josh Pascal. He's like he's a lion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like elite intangibles. He's like they said it like six times. Elite, elite, elite intangibles. That's what he kept saying. And and Dan Campbell's like, dude, this dude's a machine. Blah blah blah. And then they're like, and then they're you know even Lance Kimmerich like, and they're, they're talking about Kirby Joseph an hour before they even pick. Yeah, they're like. This is the and everybody kind of thought because if you remember Houston takes Nick Cross the pick before yeah and everyone's like oh and then they took Kirby Joseph and everybody kind of felt ah oh, did the Lions miss out mm-hmm. on their guy nope. nope turns out they that was the guy they wanted yeah. they wanted Kirby Joseph and it was it just felt like to me like I said before it felt like Brad Holmes was like here is a cluster of where I think this guy, each guy is going to go. Yeah. And I think he just was so locked in on these are the guys we've identified who fit the intangibles uh-huh. and their tape fits their intangibles. Okay. Wh- how do we, how do we get the guys yeah. that we love? Yeah. Like you said, I think they're the one thing, and I guess we haven't seen it enough yeah. because last year was their first year. Right. Right. And the guys haven't developed enough yet, but I feel like they go through each position. They go, okay, this spot, I want speed. I yep. want a guy who with good hands and good yep. route running. I don't care about anything else. Yep. And so they look for those guys in the draft and go, okay, this is like like Kirby Joseph is probably okay. We we need a guy who's really good in coverage. Yeah, he's and, and, he, and he's got great ball skills. Yep. So Kirby Joseph is graded a nine point two out of ten yep. because he has those three skills that you need. And so when he comes around, it's like this is we're circling this guy because he fits the yep. three. It's it, it's almost like the Patricia one, except the things that they're looking for yeah. are more football based instead yeah. of more like scheme scheme based. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's they more, like yeah. like they were getting their guys because like Tease Tabor was like, oh, he's so good in zone yeah. coverage. Yeah. Right. He also runs a 5-2-40, which can't keep up with anybody. Yeah, right. Like, Kirby Joseph is like, okay, he runs a 4-4-2-40, four, th- four, four, right. and he's great in zone coverage, and he has great ball skills. Right. Like, those are the things that they're looking for. So it's like the same, like, idea going in, but Brad Brad Holmes's is more like, I feel like fits the needs yeah. of the team better. Well, and almost. I think, too, I think it's a couple. I think, it's number one, it's not reaching for a scheme fit. I think they're more willing to be like, hey, we need better athletes. Mm-hmm. We need better playmakers, right? And I think, too, I think what you're seeing more than anything, and I think, and now this may be a concern later on down the road, honestly, if you're trying to look at the glass half full rather or half empty, is what, you know, you can tell that the Lions were in love with Josh Pascal. They were in love with him. They really wanted Josh Pascal. Brad Holmes said multiple times, I was going to be upset. They even said, he could be the guy that got away. What, by doing that trade up for Jameson, they had to trade down 12 spots, right, in the second round. From 34 to 36, they were having discussions for Josh Pascal at 34. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that they were super high on him. So then for them to drop 12 spots and they're like, we hope he's going to be there. But at the same time, if we miss on him, we're going to be like, damn it, that guy should be with us. So it does beg the question, do at times, do they fall in love with a player to the point where you're like, man, you're really unwilling to budge Mm-hmm. on that you know what i mean on this process so something to keep an eye on. but i just found this year's fascinating because it definitely felt like rounds one two and three fell immediately after that like okay tight end you know whatever. yeah whoever yeah you know i mean but like but i feel like the last two years it was yeah. like everyone was just yeah, falling like, oh into my god we got panay levi ali mcneil and dan campbell's like if you would have told me we get, we ended the process and those are the three guys he's like i'd have been over the moon yeah and you're like Okay, cool. Yeah. And it kind of felt a little lip servicey because I'm like, 
what else are you going to say? Well, we had this guy, but this guy got taken six yeah. beforehand. But this year, I really felt like, like I feel like he wrote it down. He was like, "We're gonna get this guy, and then we want to go get that guy." And we yeah, get there was never, was, there was never a oh. moment where it was like, "Ah, oh, dang, they took that guy," and they like scribbled yes. it out. It was yes. always like, yep. "This is the guy. This is the guy." Yeah, everyone's like, "We got him." Okay, yeah, like got him. Yeah, exactly. Like it was like they circled a guy ten picks before, and if he's there, they're gonna pick him, and it worked every time. Brad Holmes has the scouting and their pro i think he's so process driven so he just knows he's like this is where people are gonna go i think he knows he's like they're gonna go here he's gonna go here this is what's gonna happen here yeah. like there's a receiver that's gonna go new Orleans is trading up oh crap they're gonna take there's a possibility they they're gonna trade for a receiver yeah uh-oh they may take james and Williams. i do think the, the the most telling thing about that yeah. is when that you named him earlier the guy chris who named yeah the, yeah, no, the guy no the guy who oh. named out chris olave oh in the video no that's chris spielman oh was this yeah, chris spielman? Spielman. Okay. spielman goes they might go olave because yeah. they need somebody right away and jameson's yeah. hurt yeah. yeah like like yeah. i think i think he has people who just know like know yeah. every team so well oh yeah i was like yeah. It was like okay, like like literally when the Saints mm-hmm. trade up, they're like, who are the Saints going to pick? And they look directly at Spielman. Yeah. Spielman's like, it could be Olave. Well, and yeah. it was like one of those like, okay, yeah, like yeah, we hope so right. because we just traded up, and if we don't get Jamison, then we're picking Olave. Well, that's the thing. Well, they like, didn't trade up yet, right? They yeah. made the trade as soon oh, yeah, they as Olave tra- went. Yeah. They were like, because Quazy and him had the conversation yeah, where he's like, sure. are you good? And Quazy's like, I'm good. And Brad Holmes like, well, I'm not because yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't know if he's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So. I just think that it's just a refreshing take because I don't want to be Mr. Kool-Aid here, but damn, do I feel like they have the right guys yeah. in place. I'm not I'm not one – In th- the front office yeah. at least. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not 100% on Dan Campbell's boat. Yeah. I'm I'm like as, as close to 100 as you can on Brad Holmes in yeah. the front office. Though. I just think that they are just – Watching these, and maybe it's just these draft videos helped so much because yeah. it's just like if we didn't help to yeah. see the logic, yeah. go, okay, oh, geez. because I don't think if we had it, then yeah. it'd be like, okay, they just took these guys. I don't think anybody would have been like, oh crap, we're over the moon about Josh Pascal. Yeah, but then when you see the like, man, they're like, they're over the they're, moon they're over like, the moon. Yeah, it's like, like okay. okay, Jesus, they must. And and you see his tape. His tape's fine. I don't yeah. have any problem with tape. But like, you go into every draft and you're like, okay, they got to get a receiver. Probably gotta get a quarterback now. They definitely gotta get a safety, and then they don't follow your plan. Yeah. So the the fan reaction is always, oh well, they didn't get a safety here, and they could have gotten Jaquan Brisker, who I really like, you know, yeah. in my ten minutes of film watching. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they've got a book that's you know eight hundred pages long on Jaquan Brisker. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's interesting, and it's fun to see their reaction, and it's fun to see kind of the process and how you see the inner workings of like, okay, so all right, we got Jamison here. All right. Okay, let's hope to God he falls because I'm gonna be upset. This is gonna be the guy who gets away from us if we don't get him. Yeah, and that's the you know. So I just you know it's just exciting time. Hard knocks is gonna be a lot of fun because you're gonna see some of these inner workings. You're gonna see some of this guy. I'm excited for this season. I am. I I mean, as much as you can be for a team that's probably gonna win seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I'm excited. I don't know what else to say because I just think that yeah. they're finally. They finally have the damn hat on straight, and it it's hard to be super optimistic because they have it hasn't translated to wins yet. Yeah. But at the same time, it just feels like they just hired that guy from USC who is apparently extremely smart and vigilant, and like USC tried to keep him mm-hmm. and they couldn't get him. They promoted um uh oh what's his name? He's a cap guy that they have there. He's like a cap guru guy. They just promoted. Um, but they've just got so many people. It feels like in the right. Mm-hmm. Positions, you know, you got John Dorsey there as a special advisor, senior personnel guy, and you've got Lance Newmark there, and you've got, you know, and Brad Holmes has got his guys, and it just feels 
yeah. like a competent front office where yeah, you've got yeah. like you got guys where you go, man, Ray Agnew, who's our assistant GM, wants to be a GM and is gonna get he's getting looks to be a GM of another franchise. When's the last time somebody from the Lions mm-hmm. has gotten hired at a promoted level? Like Aaron Glenn's gonna be a head coach next year. Mm-hmm. The, when's the last time it's happened? It's never happened. Yeah. You know? Just things like that just God, it just makes you feel good because I just feel like, man, we're just we're so close. Mm-hmm. So close. Yeah. Pray. Say prayers. prayers. Say prayers. All right. Let's yeah, nah, yeah. yeah I'm going to get off my Lions fandom here for a second. We got plenty yeah. of time. To yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm, a, I'm yeah. just ready for, for the I'm ready football for the season. season to start. Yeah. Uh, Lions can be included in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's just focus a little bit, though. Let's talk about Live Golf because I am fascinated okay. by this new golf league. So if you don't right. know what this is, it's a new golf league backed by some peoples in the Saudi Arabia area. I'm going to – I don't really want to get into the – specifics because we don't really know the specifics quite frankly but people in saudi arabia got a crap ton of money and they're throwing it around so much money over there yeah phil mickelson he gone he's out of the pga he is not competing in pga events that does not include majors which we'll get to in a second um but pga sponsored events he is not participating in dustin johnson he gone right um kevin na he gone uh who else just left uh other Bryce, people. Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson, thank you. That's the big one. Bryson DeChambeau, he gone, yeah. right? Now guys like Tiger Woods, they're staying. He's not going. They offered him a, a nine-figure contract to go. He's like, uh-uh. That's, you know, that's pretty damn telling, quite frankly, right? Guys like Rory McIlroy, staying. Um, uh, who else is staying? Justin Thomas, he's staying. So there's a guy, you know, you get the back and forth, but this is legit competition to the pga mm-hmm. so my my first question to you mike on this is what do you make of this whole deal it's a different type of golf they're on teams they've got like four or five different squads there's 48 guys in a in the thing so far um you get guaranteed money there's no cuts three rounds everyone's like they're trying to speed through it as fast as possible so it doesn't take forever like it's a different thing mm-hmm. altogether. And the golf was okay. Guy who won their first event, no idea who he is. Phil shot terrible. Thoughts on this new presentation? Are you intrigued? Are you annoyed? Anything when it comes to this at all? Because I'm fascinated more than anything because it just, it's one of those things where it's like, man, golf's got something to talk about outside of, you know, the four majors. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. I like the the concept of having like the team captains and having teams. Yeah. I think that could be that could that could add it's a fun foil sure. in it instead of everyone playing as individuals. Like almost like yeah. you're playing as an individual, but or you're also, also a team. on a yeah. team. Yeah. It's like it's like when you're uh, in like track and field. Yeah. And it's very like much so, yeah. and it's like you have like in high school or something, and you have like it's like yeah, I run the hundred meter dash, but like your individual performance is important to the team. But like, if your team sucks, yeah. But you're the fastest. But you're the guy. fastest yeah, guy. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah, right. Like, like you could have like, like Phil Mickelson could be the best golf ever. But yeah. then it's like, but, the but you're, team. but if your team, if all your team blows, then it doesn't matter. So yeah. I think, I think having the team on it, I think it's very interesting. Yeah. And also the idea of trying to speed it up is fun mm-hmm. because so like the PGA, like the U.S. Open, can be like seven hours long on the yeah. first two days. Yeah. Where it's like it's fine. But like, I don't need seven hours of golf normally. I'm really cool if they could speed it up to three hours, <laughs> and like, I could get in almost like in a turn of a football game, get everyone in, and right. like out like quite quickly. Because I think people's intention spans are just shorter, yeah. and it's just like, let me see who wins, and then we're good. I do think it's tough though, from a you know. So I'm going to talk about the majors here in a second, but 
the guaranteed money though is interesting. So you yeah. know, in the PGA, you don't make the cut, you don't make any money. Yeah. Now you may get some money from sponsorships, some residuals, appearance fees, that type of deal. But like from the PGA, mm-hmm. you're not getting any money if you don't make if you don't make the cut. It's just straight up, right? Yeah. There's no cuts and live, right? So there's some more guaranteed money being passed around. Phil's getting two hundred million dollars just to show up. Yeah. That's what he's got. He got two hundred million dollars just to join the league. He could be the he he never has to swing a club again. It just uh-huh. there. So that's an interesting thing, right? And I think that's the thing that's I think a little bit scary for the PGA is they can't compete mm-hmm. with that type of money. They just can't. They, I mean, they give Dustin Johnson hundred million dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just not a thing. Yeah, um, I I think uh, yeah, and to that I think they're gonna I think the PGA is gonna need to not change the way like the money's given out or anything, but they're gonna need to change stuff to get to keep their people yeah. because like we see in like baseball with no caps, yeah. it's like. The teams that have more money, it's just like, we're just going to give you more money than you, yeah. and you're going to come over here. Yeah. Like with Phil and stuff, it's like if 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 Live Golf and PGA were both the exact same in terms of money, yeah. Phil would probably have stayed oh, yeah, in the PGA. Of none, none of them would move. move. No. But because it's like, oh, here's $200 million to show up, okay, I'm going to go over there. It's basically like the Yankees going, okay, we'll just give you $40 million. This team doesn't even have $40 million yeah. to give out to anybody. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you're just going to come here because we have more money than you yeah. kind of stuff, you know? There is so. the moral dilemma, right, which which is, you know, this league is backed by some people that have done some less than great things, right? There was that American journalist that died, you know, over there and some other things. We don't get into the politics side of the things here, but there is the moral side of it as well, um, you know, and I think that's where the PGA is really trying to play off of it. You know, their commissioner kind of made the uh, made like the statement where it's like, whenever have you ever been... Um, embarrassed to be affiliated with the PGA, right? And they're really trying this hard slant on like the we're the good old boys type deal. Yeah. The problem is, is that that's a losing battle because at the end of the day, I, they're, they're going to get paid. They they at the end it's it, it's a money deal yeah. really at the end of the day, right? Like it, it is what it is, and it's you're not going to be able to compete monetarily. But what is interesting though is the majors. So, in case you don't know, we don't do a ton of golf on this show because, let's be real, it's golf. But at the same time, the majors, U.S. Open, the Open, you know, um, the Masters, those types of deals, right? Uh Those are not PGA events. They are aligned with the PGA in the terms of, like, okay, PGA players play there. But it's not a PGA event. It is not the, the, you know, the Masters is not a, you know, PGA exclusive thing, Uh right? So, as we saw this weekend at the U.S. Open, Phil Mickelson played at the U.S. Open. They said, anybody's welcome to play, right? Like, it's a separate thing. In your, I think, and this is the thing that PGA needs, I think, to figure out quickly, is how do we get the Masters and these other places, these other courses, or the other these other bodies, basically, to go, we're not allowing you to play these mm-hmm. not allowed to play you gotta choose yeah exactly you choose live or you gotta choose yeah. the, the Ma- masters yeah, yeah you got yeah exactly yes and that is a conversation that i am dying to because here's the thing if you're the masters you don't want to be in this conversation you just want to be like hey guys i just want the best because you just want the best tournament yeah you want the best you because it's better ratings it's more money yeah. more viewers yeah, more yeah, people everything yeah. it's better competition yeah you're like yeah. i want to be open invite everyone yeah, over exactly. let's golf but at the yeah. same time you're like man if if you know, people are rescinding their PGA membership to go play in this live tournament, so you can't play 
for the players championship now they can't play for a fedex cup championship they can't play at the arnold palmer like certain things they can't do now right Mm -hmm. and john rom i think kind of put it out there where he's like there are certain things that you know there's a certain type of way of golf i want to play in a certain way i want to play it for in tournaments that have a historic legacy behind it. and i think that's a lot of people's mindset that are staying with bj right it's yeah, like it's a historic aspect yeah, I, I, yeah i i there's a legacy yeah. here and i'm i want to be a part of that i want to win this stuff because the people that came before me did it and i think tiger uh jack nicholas said the same thing right where he's like i just not yeah that's not what i'm about but the ma- the majors are the one thing where you go man if they say no and then we're going to start excluding people. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is the only thing the PGA can hope on. And, and is saying, like, the live thing is bad. Because otherwise, the PGA is going to have to come to some sort of agreement. Mm-hmm. Be, and say, like, hey, listen, you can do this live thing, but maybe you guys run your stuff in the winter. Mm-hmm. Like, overseas, where you, we can't play golf anyway in the United States. Yeah, cause, so, because... Yeah, yeah because... I don't. It's it's bad for the PGA because if if they can still play in the majors and they're just not playing other things, it dilutes the PGA, mm-hmm. and that's bad. And it's going to be bad because now what's going to happen is you have guys that are 22, 23 coming out of college. Liv goes, hey, we'll give you five million dollars. Sign right here, right now, five uh-huh. million bucks guaranteed. No cuts. You're always going to make money every time you go here, or you can go to the PGA and take your chances. Where are you going to go? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So. Our thoughts on the on the major side of it, right? Are, do you expect them to even make a decision, like, or are they going to side, or you think they're going to ride the fence? Yeah. Because I think the PJ is going to push for them to be like, hey, you're gonna, yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna side with yeah. us, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you guys going to do? I just think it's one of these things. I just find it so fascinating because the moral side with the money, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you know, at the same time, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, hey, I just play golf. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. one of those situations. But as we see with athletes nowadays, right, it's no longer shut up and dribble. You know, they're all activists about something somewhere. So it's – I just find it extremely fascinating. Oh, and no. I, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's – I at, at the end of the day, I worry it's going to be bad for golf in the sense of you're never going to see all the best players play in the tournaments anymore. Yeah. And that sucks. That's why I want at least the Masters. Yeah. To stay, well, all of them. The well, US like, Open, I want all the of them, Open, but I'll right? I'll be honest. As a yeah. not the uh, golf as being like yeah, the, the Masters mid, the is middle the middle tier. One. Like yeah. I always watch the Masters. Yeah. The last like six seven years, I've watched only the. I don't like go out of my way yeah. to watch like the U.S. Open every year. Yeah. I do watch the Masters. Mm-hmm. Um, so specifically for the Masters, but we can I can group them in yeah. with all four of them. Yeah, for sure. I would like to keep them separated because I do want those like four events. Mm-hmm. To get all the best people back yeah. to have like Tiger, Phil, yeah, Bryson, sure. Trump, like, all of them yeah. just like go golf out of their minds in a big tournament. So I would much rather them stay the stay the way they're at and not mix with the PGA because mm-hmm. I don't want to have to exclude yeah like fifty percent of the people. But yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's gonna be. I just find it fascinating. But I, I feel like PGA's yeah. only move is to try to get yeah. In with Otherwise, them. I think they're gonna have to strike some sort of deal because. Yeah. They can't compete monetarily. It, no. It's it's very similar to like the only people they'll get to play in the PGA is people who are like their diehard dreams as they were the kid as a kid yes. to win the FedEx Cup yeah. or to win well, whatever. You, you know what I mean? You're like already starting to see people like um, uh, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, he may be going over there, right? Like he's a younger guy, right? Yeah. Like the Xander Shoffleys of the world. If I'm saying names you haven't recognized, I understand. So bear with us. But like these are younger players in the world. Like Bryson DeChambeau is a young guy. Mm-hmm. For him to leave. That's a big hit for them. That's a guy. That's a that's a former major champion 
that has left to go play in this other league now, and you're like, uh-oh, that's a guy that we were relying upon from a PGA standpoint to market. Like, okay, he's the he's Mr. Science, and he hits the ball 400 yards, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you lose these guys that are young guys. There's only so long you can rely upon Tiger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. straight up. Like, it just is what it is. So I just find this whole live golf thing super fascinating. Yeah. From a money perspective, from a competitive from a competitive standpoint, it's in, it's interesting. What the majors are gonna do, the US Open, obviously the PGA Championship, that one's kind of <laughs> locked down. Yeah. But everybody else, right? It's like does that lessen now if you don't have some of these live golf guys playing? Eh, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, like Phil's a masters champion. You just like if the master goes, Yeah, you can't play here anymore. What? Yeah. Like that's that's crazy. We mm-hmm. got guys that come out of the woodwork from retirement. They're like, oh, the Masters here. I'm a green jacket holder, so they can play in it because they want it. So it's like madness, yeah. just madness to me. I just it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm hoping to keep kind of everyone afloat on it because as this kind of evolves and they start to run more things, I don't think their their first tournament necessarily ran without a hitch by any stretch of the imagination. It was a little confusing. Their scoreboards were constantly moving, like, on screen. I was like, every once in a while, you can just take the graphic off and mm-hmm. put it back up there. But, like, the the format, everything, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited at the same time. It's an excited I, it's, weird. It's, it's exciting, but at the same time, it's like, I don't necessarily know if it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, good for yeah. the players. Make as much money as you can. Mm-hmm. But the moral standpoint of where the money's coming from and other stuff, that's that's a bit weird. All right. Let's get some wrestling talk here because I do think um, you know we're already an hour in and we got we got some big boy stuff to cover still. So let's let's talk. Let's talk the outside of the ring stuff first. Let's talk about Vincent Kennedy McMahon and the whole scandal, allegations, alleged misconduct. Um, I'm going to come out here and just ask the question. So the the whole story is Vince stepped down voluntarily temporarily <laughs> as chairman and CEO. Stephanie McMahon is the interim CEO and chairwoman um, of the WWE right now. Vince is still head of creative. I know. Shocker. Um, for apparently there was a payoff of about $3 million to an alleged mistress, I guess the best way of putting that, or she had an affair with somebody who was on WWE's payroll. Um, she got promoted at one point, And then shortly after that, she was released. And then, then she was paid a $3 million settlement to sign an NDA to prevent her from disparaging or talking bad about Vince McMahon. The $3 million settlement was reportedly from Vince McMahon's money, not from WWE money. Um, there's also been some reports of John Laurinaitis being involved in this somehow. And apparently there's been other NDAs that have been discovered. All of that to say, I'm a bit confused as of now, outside of him being just kind of scummy, I don't understand what he did. Now, if he did something bad to these women or did something crazy like that, that's a whole other can of worms. But just taking the one individual thing, for instance, the $3 million payoff here, if it was from his own money, okay, he cheated on his wife. Yeah, totally not cool. We get that. Apparently, they haven't, him and Linda haven't been legitimately together in a long time. That's just from what we're hearing from Elter No Sex. I don't really know what he did. I, I'm not hearing any reports of anything from a uh, like a sexual behavior or anything crazy like that. Um, I just find this whole fa- once again, I find this whole thing fascinating, and it's weird. And Vince clearly is not sweating it because he showed up on SmackDown and he's like, "Hey, welcome to SmackDown." Um, anything on this at all? 
I just I'm confused. I don't know what what they're looking into. It, okay, say he's done this 15 times, but if it's always been from if he's always been from his own money and he hasn't physically harmed these people, mm-hmm. I guess, or done something in a malicious intent outside of saying, "Hey, listen, I don't want you talking about my personal business with you at any point in time." I don't know where the misconduct's coming from. Maybe I'm just obtuse about the whole thing. I'm just confused and I don't understand what's happening. He's 76 years old. He's gonna die soon. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's. I don't know. I don't yeah. get it. I don't know. It's not. See, I I saw that he was stepping down. Yeah, it's and weird. I literally read nothing more into it because yeah. I to me it's like until it comes out of like exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It, not to, not to say it doesn't matter, but like I just need to know yeah, more. I, mean, I guess I like I just need. I just need. Yeah. I need someone to just go. All right, they did this, 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 and this. And here's why he's stepping down. And here's before. why. I guess. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's like, what? Because he's he still. Yeah. Because to, the misconduct part. Because yeah. that's what he's under investigation for. Yeah. Is the misconduct. And I go, okay. What is the misconduct? Mm-hmm. Because if if he had an affair with somebody, and I don't like getting into all this crap, but I do think it's important for context. Like, if he had an affair, paid her off to be quiet about it, but it's from his own money. He didn't use WWE money. I don't know what he, I think. I don't know what he did that was illegal. I guess is the question. I think the, yeah. the well, the interesting thing is like I guess the question to me is why did he have to pay her off? Well, because, because technically, I think him and Linda are technically still legally together, and I think too, it's just like anything else with a celebrity. Do you really want everyone to know that you your marriage is a farce and that you've been cheating on your wife for the past twenty years? Yeah, I don't know. I guess, when you're a public yeah. figure like that, yeah, I, I think guess, that's the hard. Part. Yeah, maybe. I yeah, yeah sure. you know what I mean. But I don't know. I feel like there's like more. I think there's, there's more. It's, it's deep, and so yeah. that's the misconduct that's... part is the part I'm confused about. Because yeah. I'm like, so far all we've gotten is this that there was a three million dollar settlement out of Vince's pocket for an NDA, mm-hmm. and apparently there's been other NDAs now found that have been apparently about some misconduct. So that's the part where I'm confused about is if he didn't use WWE funds. And there's NDAs. I don't know how that legally works. I don't know. We need to get a lawyer on the call, I guess. I don't know because yeah. I don't – I'm just – I'm confused. Yeah. It's weird because he stepped down, so that's an interesting kind of footnote there. That's kind of what everyone kind of is like, oh, crap, you know? Yeah. I'm just – I think John Lord Knight's going to get fired straight up. Let's yeah. just put that no, out there. No, He's probably going to be the fall guy more than anything. I just wind up – I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I, I wish we could have been doing the show when the steroid trial was happening because I feel like we would have been in a very similar situation to this. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we found out that he's maybe not the most faithful guy in the world. It's like, all right. That's <laughs> yep, not, that's, that's not that's great. Not right. yeah, yeah, that's not great, but okay. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, yeah, I'm very confused. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I wanted to bring up because – I don't know what I'm missing, I guess, yeah. about this. If there's something he did, then it's terrible. I get, I get it. But, like, I just haven't read that portion of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out what they did, and I'm not going to pay for the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> That's the other part about it, you know? I don't know. It's just fascinating because, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, is this the thing that was going to take Vince McMahon down, you know? Yeah, maybe. It's just a weird, it's a weird thought. Mm-hmm. I, it is, to me, it's a little scary. I'm not going to lie. Just, just from a pure not, I'm not talking about the legal side, the morality side, but from a wrestling perspective, there is not a single person that's currently watching the product, for the most part, that does not know wrestling as it stands today without Vince McMahon. You just don't. Mm-hmm. It, it's just not a thing, you know. So it's like if you've been ever since 
Hulk Hogan was a de- was anything, if you've been watching since then, it's all coming from Vince in some way, shape, or form. He's the guy. It's his, it's his world. Mm-hmm. So it's like if at some point he gets fired, which apparently is the big deal here, whereas if the board can find a reason to fire him, what does that mean? Does it mean anything? Does he just stay at creative? Do they just hire him right back? They're like, hey, we fired you six months later. He's back and he's working again. I don't know. But it's a weird thought to think of WWE without Vince McMahon mm-hmm. outside of the, you know, eventual passing. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't it know. Is. I just There's so much shit going on right now that I am just fascinated by, but I don't understand any of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know I just sit here and I go, yeah. he, he's writing stories. Yeah. I just... Is he writing stories? That's the real question. Oh, come on! That was a hard don't shot. Kick, don't kick him when he's down. He just had to. T- he just had to give up. Temp- temporarily had to give up his chair wood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get to Forbidden Door. Let's talk about something a lot less serious, but also something that just makes me just as angry. So let's go. Does it really make you no, just as angry? <laughs> you literally were just like Forbidden Door. Here we go, baby. Yeah. I, mean, yeah I mean, I have some thoughts. Let's put I do it that too. way. Yes. Yeah, so let's right. get to it. So, let's, should we preface this by saying that we don't know the full card yet? Well, I was so I was gonna say I we I'm gonna preface it by saying yeah. I don't know the full card. Yeah. I think there. Okay. So like the two matches I can think of mm-hmm. that I'm like 95 percent sure will be on here that okay. are not on here yet yeah. are the three way. IWGP heavyweight match yeah. between Jay White, Hangman, and Adam Cole. Okay. And Zack Sabre Jr. and Daniel Bryan. Sure. Are the two that are not on the six-match list that I would presume okay. by next Wednesday will be on the show. If you have anything else that, you, that you've thought of, I don't know if Okada's going to be there. I don't, I don't know. think so. Now that he dropped the title, I don't really see a reason for him, for him to, to be it. there. I don't think there's anybody on the AEW side worthy of taking him on. I don't, well, I, I agree with that. So. Uh, I'm trying to, like... If they're, if they're gonna put another title on, if they're gonna do the never open weight title, I don't. Yeah, I, like, I don't. I don't, know, I don't even know if like Carl Anderson and those guys are gonna be. I have no. I don't understand why they gave the title to Carl Anderson, quite frankly. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. Yeah. Like, is like Shingo gonna do something? Like, yeah, I would, yeah. like I literally don't know what any of these people are gonna do. So I'm like, you know, what would be a great match though. They're not gonna do it. Shingo versus Miro. Talk about be a awesome. hard yeah. hitting. Like, damn, they just beat the crap out of yeah. each other. So, yeah. but yeah, so those are the two matches I think will end up being on this card that yeah, we're not going to talk about I'll so far. That. Yeah, they've, they've, they've talked about it. They've done promos on it. They, yeah, Zach like, Zaber basically called... explicitly called... said their, each other's names, so I'll, I'll take those two on there. Yeah, so if we if we, if we we start with those two because those aren't on the show, yeah, yeah. would you take Brian or Zach Zaber Jr.? I can take Brian here. I would take I, Brian, I think too. it's an easy one for New Japan to be like, all right, Zach is kind of a, in the upper mid-card. I don't mm-hmm. think he's necessarily a world champion uh, caliber. Yeah. Um, but... I think Brian, being who he is, yeah, I, I do think he's the bigger star. Also, the match I'm definitely most looking forward to is Brian oh, yeah. and Zack It's you know it's fun. I'm changing my tone because usually I say it's the match I'm least looking forward to, we, and we, then it ends up being the best. So say, remember that year we were talking about the Ring of Honor show, and we was like, oh, Jonathan Gresham versus Zack Saber Jr. Like, man, if you like technical, you know, cold for hold wrestling, you're gonna really like this one next. Yeah. And then I we know watched, we're like. That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it ends up, like, it, it's going to be my most anticipated match because I just know how awesome it's going to end up being. Mm-hmm. But, like, going into it, I go, there's no way yeah. it's going to be it's good. It's going to be a change of pace is what yeah. it's going to be. Anyway. Uh, and then the, the, the three-way World Heavyweight Japan match. Yeah. Jay White pinning Adam Cole is what I have. Oh. Why do we hate you so much? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. You know I could see, actually, Hangman taking the fall here in the sense sure. of Cole's got him beat, and then Hangman throws Cole out, and then you kind of start yeah. to see a little dissension there. Yeah. But that's just me really I do to say, I, I, on, a very, on, a, on a really quick <laughs> side note, yeah. um, 
if Sasha Banks, because she like wants to dip out, maybe of W. We don't know if she actually. Yeah, gets I don't released. know if she's actually gone or not. We haven't gotten confirmation. A lot of a lot of things have said that she got released. Yes, but we don't know for sure. Yeah, but I feel like if she goes to AEW, I'm gonna feel the exact same way about her as you do, Adam Cole, yeah. because she's gonna do a lot of really cool things, but she's never gonna like win the world title. It's gonna make me really don't angry for a really long don't time. Don't you put that on Adam Cole? He is going to be AEW. Well, no, he will. Adam. Okay, he will eventually. But don't like you, Sasha's yeah. gonna come in. And like lose to Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. then lose to Jay Cargill. I'm gonna go, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. And it's gonna feel the same way that you did. Yeah. And I'm like, we're gonna have this exact same tone in like a year. I and I'm gonna be like, I remember, I know how you feel now. And, and here's the thing about Sasha, anyway, oh. too, real fast, just yeah. to talk about that though. Is it really necessarily better for her to go to AEW? Not really. Like, really? You're not gonna be the number one babyface. Yeah. Because it really, if, we're being, know, on, if we're being honest, it would be close. I think Brett's the biggest baby face and their biggest heel all at the same time. I think she's clearly their number one. I think it's not really I don't I think if she came in, I think you'd get a lot I, I, I maybe, think it'd be I think originally be, I think it'd be competitive. Yeah. But then yeah. it, it, here's what they would do though, is they would put Britt and Sasha in a match together and whoever wins that would be the bigger yeah, star. Right. And it'll probably be Britt. Because yeah, they they, put, they're like, oh, we got more invested. Yeah, we got more invested in Britt. Yeah. yeah. So that's what would happen, um, but And I yes, also think too it would be one minute. of those things where it's like it's she's now another she would be another WWE person mm. coming over, right? And like you said, the women's division, they don't have enough television time. I, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I would I like pray to God, I wish she would rather just go to Impact and Stardom than go to AEW. Yeah. Oh dude, if she went to Stardom that yeah. would be huge. I would watch every would be, stardom show. Oh my god. That she'd would be, be awesome crazy. in stardom. Anyway, okay. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't I don't. Yeah. Alright, so we, we have a six man tag between okay, here are the people in this match. We talked about this, could not remember any of these people's names. Well, so here's who is in this match. Just randomly threw out names. Jericho just had to like couldn't pronounce some of these guys' names. So we had Eddie Kingston, okay. Shota Umuni. Umuna, yeah, Umuna, whatever. You like him? That's what Jericho said. He Shota, said his name, and everyone went, yeah. And he goes, yeah, you like him, right? And everyone Shota, like, no, yeah, Shota Umino sure. and Wheeler Yuta okay. versus uh, Jericho, Sammy, and Minoru Suzuki. So that have. team wins. Yeah, so that team's going to win. Yeah, the one with all the names that are pr- uh, pronounced yes. and the guys that are actually over. So yeah, that one. And it's weird because it's Eddie Kingston, Shota, and Wheeler who are not nowhere on the same faction of any sort. No. That's why but, I did not like. I don't understand why this match exists outside. But of like, I was also like, card. I was like, why didn't you just do um, Eddie Santana Ortiz or yeah. Eddie? Yeah, and well, against who are against the other two? Jack Sweat or against Jake Hager, Sammy, and Jericho? Yeah, like I'm cool with Suzuki if you want to throw in like Sammy and Jericho yeah. with but another you, person. And here's the thing, but like, I was like, being, I don't know why they didn't do the whole. And if other they were being stringent upon, it's got to be New Japan versus AEW. Then they wouldn't be having Tony Storm versus. Uh, yeah, I think I was gonna say that's the only one because New Japan doesn't have females, so no, that was no, no, the, that I was the only that. reason I get why. That. Right, I get but, it. Yeah, but I was like, okay, and I, and also I was I just don't under this match is just such a hodgepodge of people that they're gonna get away with because you're gonna have enough people who are like, oh, Minoru Suzuki, Chris Jericho, yeah, yeah, but like you're gonna people killing each other, but it'll be yeah, like I it just, doesn't matter. And I did not I did not like to build to this at all, where it was just like, hey. We're just going to announce it with Jericho yelling for five minutes, interrupting your world title segment between Tanahashi and Moxley, which also shouldn't have happened because Tanahashi can't speak English. Yeah, that was funny though. Ah, Jericho Shada. It's like oh, he yeah. just he does talk like Shinsuke a little yeah. bit. Where he just goes, yeah. yeah. He just like screams a lot. Did he say yeah? I don't. Know. <laughs> um. Good next Lord. up, we got Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm 
Um, which I think could be interesting. I think actually Tony Storm should get the win here. I, that's kind of where I was at. I, I don't think, think this world title run is going anywhere for Thunder Rosa. It's not going well. I know. I was like, I think Thunder probably will win, but yeah. I think Tony probably should win I, in a weird sense. With Tony, though, I don't think Tony is necessarily connecting the way they were hoping for I know. either. It just feels to me, like I said, I feel like it's Britt Baker and everybody else. From an over perspective. That's Jay what Cargill's getting over because she's just killing everybody in five yeah. seconds. But like from a mainstream, it's Brett I, Baker getting a reaction. Everyone's like, yeah. I have I have a feeling this is gonna go. Whoever wins, I, I actually I'll take Tony here. Yeah. Because how I see it's going is Tony's gonna win this one. Yeah. Give it like all out. Mm-hmm. Britt will beat Tony at all out. Yeah. And then if that's the ninety days, oh, if then you get Sasha come in. in and then you get a big oh, stare down ready for the next show or whatever. Yeah. So I think and then you get and your big put it on a dynamite and you I put, lose my mind. I know. It's because you know what's gonna happen yeah. to Oh next week on Dynamite. Son of a Yeah. Ah, should be a main event of a pay-per-view. Yeah. Damn it. That's why they need those monthly pay-per-views. <laughs> Killing me. Anyway, HBO Max. Anytime now. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I think if, if you booked it out a little bit and you knew you could get Sasha, that's probably the route they would want to go. But yeah, I just I don't think Tony's connecting in yeah. the same way. Tony's not connecting, and Thunder is just kind of chilling right I don't, now. Yeah, I, I'm waiting. Honestly, like it's one of those things where like I just feel like they don't have any women who can talk. No, and it's really like Jay Cargill's got a little bit. Of you know a, who? Would, you know who, who's someone that could be really interesting is the one. Who just got put with Malachi's team? Yeah, Julia Hart. Julia Hart. Yeah, I low key think she could be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, because she's got a different look. She's got like the yeah evil, evil look. Now. Like yeah. I think it could work. But the problem is, once again, is that she's not presented. But in she that also light. looks exactly like Anna Jay from the Dark Order, and like it's and, almost and like the thing. Ty Conti is now went from being a wrestler to just a side piece. Yeah, for Sammy now. Anna Jay, I think also. I think both of them have. A relatively high future. I think Anna Jay could easily be an AEW Women's World Champion at some point. Yeah. She's got a good look. She's tall. She's good looking. All that stuff. She works well in the ring. She's young, clearly. Mm-hmm. Chris Statlander is another one who yeah. needs more time, but could easily be a player for them. But none of them can talk. Mm-hmm. None of them none have any personality anything. at all outside of their ring gear. So it's like Britt Baker is sell- is, is separating herself because and and Jay Cargill is because they're letting her talk is because they're the only two that have any personality. And which is why I think the only thing that Sasha could come in and do is she can talk. Yes, I agree with you. And so I think she elevates her automatically to at least two or three because she can can talk on the mic. Look at everybody else. No offense to Hikaru Shida. English, not super great, right? Riho, English, not great. Nyla Rose, I don't... Okay, you're a big... You're you're a dominant force, okay? That's cool. Like, But like Ruby Soho, her, her... It's just... Not yeah. connecting, right? Mm-hmm. It's she's the only one that they have right now in Britt Baker who can talk and makes people care about you. She didn't work for like three weeks at a time because she broke her nose or whatever, and she was on TV every week and people lost their mind. It's mm-hmm. it's just the way you need. It's the that is the biggest difference, and I think it's the one thing that WWE I think puts more focus on than AEW does, and I think that needs to start to shift just a bit is I think there are times where WWE forgets about the in-ring product at the expense of character development, or I think AEW, I think at times, would per- much prefers a better in-ring product than they do to a character development standpoint. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think at time, I think they That's need why to start it, to yeah. build some of these dudes to allow that for us to connect with them as a character, which then it's like, man, now we're now there's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of just giving MJF the one personal rivalry every three months, mm-hmm. maybe we... 
care about more than just MJF and who he's facing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So I'll take I'll take Tony Storm if long term sure. booking gets there. Fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. that. Um, where do we want to go next? We'll go IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match. Was another match with no, no build. build. Um, Will Ospreay and Orange, Ca- the returning Orange Cassidy, which is why it was it. Now I read this was supposed to be Andrade, but for some reason he can't do the show. I would have killed for Andrade. Andrade and Will match. Ospreay would have killed me inside. Oh. That would be my most anticipated oh match. This match goes to like last. I don't think people understand how good Andrade is because I think he hasn't been used properly in either since, WWE well, or since, since his NXT, NXT title run. run. Yeah. yeah. I think since is, his match with Johnny Gargano, where God, everyone went, he's like the greatest person yeah, ever. I'm like, it's, good. I mean, his match with uh, Malachi Black at NXT was phenomenal as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he his matches with McIntyre at the start of COVID were fantastic. Yeah, no one saw them. Um, match with Mysterio and like a yes, SmackDown was yes. awesome. Um, but anyway, uh, going back to this match, I once again, I don't. Did you watch Dynamite this week? I parts of it. Okay. So watching this, because I was interested to see kind of how I was really interested to watch the ladder match. Let's be real. But, um, yes, I was. Which, by the way, they broke seventy-five tables, and every table yeah. breaks yeah. immaculately. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, like the shards go everywhere, and it just looks painful. What's funny is I was like, you can tell they definitely had the Hardys winning this match because it was basically TLC is what they wanted it to be. Yeah, and they just like. You know uh-oh. what I read about that too? Yeah, we're just gonna go so off topic yeah, today. That's fine. Is for an hour fifteen. Is um so they were originally gonna have Hardys win. Yeah. And then it came out once, like, Jeff, Jeff yeah, was hurt right. and yeah. didn't look right. They were going to have the nothing. Bucks just run out and beat him up before the match and have him get, like, stretchered out. Oh, and really? they were going to have the Young Bucks win. Oh. And then and then they were like, oh, well, Jeff's, Jeff, doing, yeah. Jeff's doing Jeff things. Yeah. So then we're just going to have the Hardys or the, the Young Bucks win, win now. Anyway. But they changed it, like, a week ago to have the Bucks win, Also, which I thought was kind of crazy yeah, to think weird. about. weird. And then the Christian turn. It felt was so funny. I didn't understand the timing of it. I was like, wait, wait, wait. You're not going to cost them the titles. They're going to lose clean in this ladder match. Yeah. And then you're going to turn. And then also, why are you turning? Yeah. What happened? It's not like Jungle Boy's like, we got this. We're the champs. No. Yeah. None of that. It's just now he's angry and now he's edge. <laughs> yeah. Which was really funny. Did you watch the video after on, on Twitter or whatever? No. So he walked over to his parents or his yeah, sister yeah, yeah. His and mom, mom yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Jungle Boy's mom. Yeah, yeah, Jungle, Christian, did, yeah right? Christian Christian yeah. did like Jungle Boy's parent or mom or whatever <laughs> yeah. and was like your kid is awful. Stupid. Or so he said he started just like yelling at his mom or and I was like this is like the funniest thing I've ever why I don't know why they cut this. I, don't I just started crying laughing. I just I didn't understand the timing, if you cost him the titles, yeah. then we have a reason for this to continue. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, I just beat you up because you're a brat, I guess? Yeah. And We're going to have a nice, fun, all-out match, though, between these two. Right. Which and it's like, okay, sure. Which I would assume Christian wins because Jungle Boy's in a tag team? Maybe? Unless they let Luchasaurus go. I don't know what's happening. I don't understand. I, I just, everyone's was, and that's the thing too. Like, apparently this has been predicted for a long People have been predicting he was going to turn. Oh, yeah. Which I was like, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah, like, I, at I, some I, point. I, but, like, I was like, why now? Mm-hmm. Why, like, if you're going to do it, hep, cost them the titles. Don't, don't do it after where you, okay, well, hey, it's okay, friend. And then I'm just going to beat the crap out of you. Huh? Mm-hmm. What? Why? What? What's happening? Or maybe even do it at the rematch. Like, okay, hey, ladder match, yeah, but you still can't pin us. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Yeah. Then do it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> in fact, I don't know how we went on. Yeah, oh, we went on tables breaking. Oh um, boy. 
Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy is happening. Yeah, okay, no, back to no, no, because we're talking about Dynamite. Yeah. So, Orange coming back, I don't feel like got the pop that they were hoping for. You either. think so? No. I don't, everyone just went crazy. No, and here's why. Because he went out there, he did his shtick, right? Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like, I felt like it was meant to be like this. Yeah! And yeah. I thought everyone was just kind of like, freshly squeezed. I just really like it was a I, subdued reaction. I thought everyone was losing yeah. their mind. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't lose my mind. Yeah. I was I like, whatever. I don't it. care. Like, but there are times like when somebody returns, we go, oh, all right. Yeah. You know? Like I felt Miro got a bigger pop coming back than Orange Cassidy did. Yeah, probably. And, that, and that's the thing. like I want. Okay, like if you're gonna make him this big, de- and then also, if we're being a hundred percent honest here, Orange Cassidy has. No wins of any sort of significance, and he's just gonna beat Will Osprey, who's the number two, probably the third guy in New Japan right now behind yeah. Okada and Jay White. Yeah, come on, yeah, come on. But anyway, and why not him, Beretta, and and uh, Rocky Romero versus the United Empire? What? Why does it have to be for the U.S. title? Where you know Osprey's he's gonna kick out fifty million times. Orange, Orange World. Cassidy is, oh, I know. It's going to be awesome. And he's just going to keep hitting him in the back of the head. And then I was like, oh, he's going to, you know, Orange Cassidy's got did a concussion. You, oh, I wonder why. Did you watch the uh, the Rev Pro match between Osprey and Michael Oko or whatever? No, I did not. I oh, it dude, it was such a banger. Yeah. But literally, Osprey hit him with like 13 of those hidden blades. Hidden blade yeah. things. That's what he's going to do to Orange. He's just going to kill this man. When they which had, is going to be awesome to watch. He had a great match against uh, Dax, by the way. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Dax is really. Dax might be rest of the year. FTR. Is really uh, we're gonna talk about them in a second, but yeah, we will. Mm. Just beautiful. Chef's kiss. Yes. Oh. Anyway, so we'll Osprey wins. Okay. Anyway, next yeah, match. wins and it's not close. Um, we'll get to this title match too. So we got here are the official. So it's Ring of Honor World Tag Team Title slash IWGP Tag Team Title Match yes. is what is Winner stated. Take all. Winner take all. We got FTR Cash Wheeler. Blah blah blah. United Empire. Um, Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb yep. versus Pongi Vice. Yeah, so for you wrestling fans <laughs> out there, Rapongi Vice are former IWGP Junior Tag Champions, yep. and they're all of a sudden a tag team again for six days, uh, and they, they will... get double tag title shots. Yes. Um, I was just blown away when they got put in this. I had no idea why. But yeah, they're to take a fall, clearly. <laughs> That's really... Can you imagine being like getting that? You're like, oh, okay, cool. Who's winning? Really? <laughs> Like, imagine, you imagine them walking into the room and they're like, listen, guys, we're going to put you in a big match. Triple threat tag titles. Ring of Honor, IWGP. Oh, really? Who's going over? I wonder who's taking the fall on that one. Beretta and Rocky Romero. They're not stupid. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, huh, I wonder who's going to win. Well, it's not us. You know, it's that like, was, come on. That was the top three funniest oh. things you ever said. You said, imagine Beretta walking in going, so who's winning this one? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and FTR's like, are you serious yeah, right now? Right. <laughs> Even Jeff Cobb be... and Great O'Connor are like, come on. <laughs> yeah, we have a better shot than yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, gee, I just... Oh, God, and, then, and then Rocky's sitting there, he goes, so I'm taking the... Yes, yes you're taking yeah, the fall. Exactly. No kidding. You're not even a full-time wrestler anymore, for God's sakes. Oh, God, that was so funny. Yeah, yeah. so it's so it's between FTR and... And honestly, I think this hurts the match a oh, little bit. Like, going yes. back to a serious side here for a second... Yeah. I do think it actually hurts this match because I think a, ta- a traditional tag would have worked better in this situation. Yeah. Because I feel like then it, I think it opens the door more for like that one of those like man, we're just like, whoo, 
that was just awesome. Where I think the triple threat, while I think it's still going to be very good, nothing against Beretta and Rocky no. Romero. I think they're a good tag team. They just don't belong in this match where yeah. it just doesn't feel like they fit outside to be the ones to lose. That was so funny. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Although I will say this, though. When FTR wins this, seven-star FTR shirt, on order. Yeah. Pretty much immediately. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll just set them They'll going. be the first team ever to hold Ring of Honor, AAA, and IWGP all at the same time, too. That's yeah. pretty darn crazy. Just wait until they win the eight W ones, too. They're just going to be holding everything. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. That's so Milky. awesome. Yeah. Are the Bucks on this show, by the way? Mm-mm. They don't have a tag team. Japan doesn't have enough tag teams to fight them. I mean, who, here's the thing. On Wednesday or Friday, they might yeah. be added. Who knows? Yeah. Add but, the, make it a fatal four-way. Why not? Put all three that, titles on the line. That would be wild. Then I, at, least I, then, at least then uh, Rapongi Vice is like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they win the, three sets of tag titles. That would be, oh, that would be so... Oh, no, so they're all sitting there, and they go, all right, we have one more tag team. And Rapongi is like, maybe we won't take the fall. Yeah. Young Bucks walk through. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, the really bunk, and then they're like, the they're like are they going to take the fall? And the yeah. Bucks go, are you serious, bro? Yeah. Good That'd God. be a funny conversation oh, to listen Jesus. to. Anyway, so FTR yeah. wins. Okay. Yeah, I hope if they don't, I'll be really disappointed. But I, I don't think there's a team that's more on fire right now than FTR. Probably not. No. Uh, as yeah. said, I mean the Bucks are pretty awesome, but yeah, but I think F- I, oh, man, they're just really we good. dude we, that we really need that FTR Young Bucks like full crowd match. We do. We, do. we need. Honestly, them. I would rather. I, I know we always talk crap about these big dynamite shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would much rather have this match in like the Asher Ash Stadium with like fifteen thousand people yeah. than like all out. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. All out would be the bigger moment match mm-hmm. because it's all I out. I would rather, but... and you know, somebody you brunch into somebody tweeted out there like, just picture it right now. Two out of three falls. FTR Young Bucks. Right. I'd... If you were to tell me right now, listen, Dynamite, you're gonna get two hour Dynamite show, right? But from nine o'clock is when that match starts. Yeah. You get sixty minutes in Asher Stadium, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, of of Bucks FTR main event of Dynamite. You're not going to find a better match the rest of the year. You're just not. It's not Honestly, happen. It's that not that that match I think has potential yeah. to rise the ranks. Two out of three falls, sixty minute time limit. Yeah, I think I think it has. I don't even think you need a time limit. Well, on just it. Kind TV of adds, time, yeah, but right, like yeah, I think yeah. I think because it's a but like I think that match could legitimately be. It would be over a, six star match. Well, I like think I think you be, could really hit. I think it could be a comparison to be like if you gave it the right amount of time, because you know Bucks don't usually go super duper long at times. You know? Oh no, I, that Kenny Hangman one yeah. went. Yeah, that's minute. true. That went right. that went a high thirty, um, I think. But like mid thirty, it would be the tag teams equivalent to Kenny and Okada. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is it would you you could get that where you have a big that. enough story. Yes. Long. It would. I, I mean it. I mean, B- Lucha Bros and Young Bucks were hitting oh, that stride that where that yeah, steel cage where you were like, yeah. okay, they versed each other. It's their third time in a steel cage. Yeah. There's not for much the more, for the titles. There's not yeah. much more you can do now. Yeah. Like Bucks and FTR, two out of three. both have one win. Yeah. Two out of three, third time. All titles on the all line. titles on Just the line. The middle yeah. The it would be it would be Ooh. great. I mean, Ooh. they could easily. I don't Ooh. care if you had a Punk in the main of at yeah. all out. That, that's your main event right yeah. there. It'd be it awesome. Be. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's a yeah. So that's, that's a, a great day. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be really good. I would die. Let's see, June 29th, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can that happen yeah. soon enough? Blood and guts, just leave the cage down. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put you can fight in the cage yeah, for all I give a shit. Yeah. I don't care. Two rings. Even. Two rings. Yeah, care. I'll give you two rings. Yeah. Um. All right. All Atlantic title match. We know two of the participants for sure. We yeah. got Pac. We got Miro. We have either 
who is it? Malachi or Pentagon? Who I'm, I'm going to go? Malachi I'm going to go Malachi too. Yep. And there's a four man tournament for Japan. I'm just going to say it's Ishii. Yep, that's fine. But that's just, I'm just gonna say agree. a Japan guy. Um, Japan guy's not winning. Japan guy, I don't think wins. So it's just Japan guy. It's probably Ishii. Um, I would, I would yeah. like this to be Pac. Yeah, I'm good with Pac or Malachi Black. Either one of those is yes. good for me. I do think. Because I just think with one of those two guys, you're just yeah. getting banger match wherever you go. I think that either the trio styles need to come sooner, as I keep saying. I've said on the show, uh, let's do a normal check here of things. That At we least once week. a show. Um, but I feel like House of Black needs a big, big win of some capacity here to kind of like be like, oh, shit. All right. House of Black's on a different level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so if Malachi wins the Atlantic, you're kind of like, all right, you know what I mean? Now he's got a title to the name, right? They just had the big turn. Um, if not, yeah, Pac could. I think Pac is very well deserving of it. Either one of those. I think I don't. I think it's too easy to put it on Miro because he's coming back. Um, I don't think he needs it necessarily. I think Pac has been a lot of big matches, but hasn't come away with the W. And I think it'd be really good for him. Uh, and Malachi to kind of reinforce him as the leader of the group and kind of get that group over to another level. But like I said, the trios titles also could be just as easy to do that as well. So mm-hmm. Either way works for me. All right. And then our main of pretty much as long as it's not the new Japan guy, I'll be content, be happy with Pac or Malachi though. <laughs> um, and then our main event, um, I do not I do, what were we talking about AEW world title match. Moxley, I don't think Tanahashi. It's going to be the main event, but I don't think it should be. I think it's going to be the main event because you're actually you're going to get a title. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna add a title. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't disagree. I think if you went like best match with the most importance would probably be the three way between Jay White, Cole, and Hangman. That's what I'm saying. But I think yes. this match because you're going to walk well, out with you a get guy. A change, right? you get yeah, something. you get something. Yeah. you know Jay White's just going to walk out champion right. anyway. Correct. So I, I this match will go on last. I think they already said it was going to go on last Did they too. Say that? I'm pretty okay. sure I read somewhere that it was you like planning on going on last for sure. Um, main event: Moxley Tanahashi. I think it's if I gave it a percentage, I would say like 80, 20 Moxley. Yeah. I do think with a theory, I do think yeah. there's a small chance. Tanahashi can and I think it really depends on the punk timeline. Mm-hmm. Like if you told me, okay, punk's gonna be back by all out, yeah, then I go, okay, Tanahashi can win, go into the G one, do his thing, mm-hmm. and then come back in the middle of August and just go Tanahashi punk all yeah. out, and I think you could be fine and walk yeah. into that and be good. But if it's punk's not gonna be back till full gear or the end of the year, I think it has to be Moxley then, because Moxley has to have the title on Right. AEW television for right. five months before Punk comes back, so you yeah. need someone to be able to carry that load. Yeah, I, I, I think it's gonna be tough for Tan. I could see them giving it to Tanahashi just to. Well, like I said, like the only way is yeah. it's an interim thing, so it's not even like a real thing. And yeah. then you say Tanahashi was AEW champion would be saying. crazy. And that's the thing that I think you. That's the that's the allure. And it's like you just have him in Japan doing like you can go a month without having your interim world champion there. Correct. Punk hasn't been on TV in four weeks. And like yeah, the show's fine. been fine, yeah. so especially if you could pull some other new Japan guys well, for a little bit, Atlantic you know, now, all Atlantic got, and yeah. like tag, your tag stuff, you can throw in there. Yeah. So you're fine without having him on for a month. So if you have Tanahashi gone in Japan for a month, comes back and him and Punk do a thing for three weeks, mm-hmm. sets up all out, and you're rolling. Is Moxley in the G1? 
No. Okay. Okay. No. I just didn't him. Know I don't think really anyone from in from AEW. I think I think Lance Archer is the only guy from AEW who's hey in. Okay. But there's 28 of them, so I might miss someone. Yeah. But I'm okay. pretty sure it's just Lance Archer. I was just wondering because I was like, you could easily have you know Moxley versus Tanahashi in the G1. Moxley gets the win there. Right? Yeah, and then and re-challenges. Then you, you get a, you yeah, get a but no, yeah. yeah, but Moxley's anyway, not. But um, um but yeah, yeah. I, like that's the only way is like Tanahashi because then you can have. Oh, I'm AEW interim champion through the entire G1, and you have that credential with you too. This just this to me, I feel like they are trying to do whatever they can. Although their segment this past Wednesday does not signify that at all, um, but I feel like they're really trying hard to make it feel like it's going to be a big deal. But at the same time, we all kind of know that it's just kind of a means to an end because Punk's going to take it back anyway. So it's like one of those things where like they're kind of hamstrung because like, do we just give it back to Moxley? Let him have some okay matches, and then we're kind of done. Or do we give it to Tanahashi, kind of shock everybody? Then we could say Tanahashi's a former AEW World Champion. Uh, you know what I mean? It just kind of feels it like, like no it like what, adds to the lineage a little yeah. bit. Even though I don't know, because they did the TNT interim thing. Mm-hmm. They don't really acknowledge Sammy as like also interim at one yeah. point. So I don't know how that Tanahashi thing would work anyway. Well, also, if they would add him into the lineage of he he did technically hold the title for a minute, right. but he wasn't actually like well, you know what I mean like yeah. I don't know how technically speaking you would account for Tanahashi's title reign, yeah. which would just be easier to go Moxley was AEW World Champion and we don't even have to talk about this interim thing anymore. Right. right. If he just wins it because he's already been previous champion. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I'm just gonna say Moxley wins just because they keep it on their home guy and it just he gets a big win. Yeah. I, I would I would uh, listen, yeah. I like you said it's like 80, 85 no, 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 like I'm, I'm like yeah. but I think there's a small chance that you just shock everyone yeah, to Tanahashi. Very well could will and also too it's one of those things where it's like um it's it's a situation where like he's doing the whole I'm the best wrestler in the world thing now. I, I'm very so I think that's why he he has said that Moxley has like six times in a very short amount of time. I am the best wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're really trying to be like, eh, eh, see, he's the best wrestler in the world. So then when Punk comes back and he's the best, and we kind of have the yeah. who's the best who's thing. The best, yeah. I, I, maybe I'm reading too much into what he's saying, but mm-hmm. I he said it literally 85 times mm-hmm. in a very short span. So I feel like that's kind of why I think you're, I think you're dead on though. When it comes to, they have house money to play with Yeah. because I think regardless of how, whoever gets the title here, no matter what happens by the time punk comes back, he's just going to keep going with the world title. Yeah. So you, you're playing with house money where you can kind of mess with some stuff. Yeah. So I think you're dead on I, I just think that if it came out that it was like, oh, yes. Punk's not back to a full gear, it's 100% Moxley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if he's like, all right, he can go for about it all out. Yeah. I do think it's a little, because all out's September mm-hmm. 2nd or whatever yeah. it is. Right. So it's like G1's July 12th to August 11th. Mm-hmm. So like right you won't there. have Tanahashi for a month, but he comes right back after that. He doesn't even have to wrestle on AEW. He could just shows come in, shows up. He shows up for two, three weeks. Go, I'm challenging. Like, yeah. let's do this at all out, yeah. and then you're you're rolling. You don't really need much of a story. It's Tanahashi and Punk. You don't need a lot there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I could. Yeah. Either way, it's fine with me. I'm gonna take Moxley in this one. Yeah. Just to, knowing long term, yeah. it's just gonna be Punk after all out, no matter what. Exactly. So. That's kind of my thought behind the whole thing, but. Have you lo- before we end this show? We've already gone hard, you know, an hour thirty here. I do want to ask this question though. Coming from the initial announcement that they were going to do this show mm-hmm. to where we're at now with this show, less excited, more excited, same. 
yay, nay, <laughs> disappointed, excited. What are we? What yeah. are we with? Are you like? Are you let down? You're like, man, we could have probably done this better. Yeah. Thoughts on just how the theoretical projected show is. Yeah, I. Let's hope it doesn't go eight hours. By the way. Yeah. Let's please. Good God. lord. Um, I am. I, good. I would say slightly less. Yeah. Um, but like, I I don't think there's a lot more that you could really do. Yeah, if like injuries are really injuries are hard. I just don't think Japan is deep right now. So it's like, yeah. like the guy. Yeah. I was like, okay, like, and they're not bringing over Okada. So it's like, then yeah, it's like, okay, so it's like, it's is. like, it's like you brought over Osprey. You're bringing over Jay White. Yeah. You're bringing over Zack Saber Jr. And like, over. here's the thing: they didn't bring over Naito or Shingo. Or Shingo, right? Or, that's what I'm saying. You know like, what I mean? Like, Kota Ibushi is still in limbo yeah. over there doing a whole. Kodabushi would be a big one to get over too, but he's yeah. doing whatever he's know, doing. Right. So it's like I feel like like unless you brought over Okada, Naito, Ibushi, like outside of those guys, you really brought over everyone you can. Yeah. I think just from the AEW perspective, they didn't put them in big think, enough yeah. matches. And I think too the guy, some other guys, I think that I'm kind of surprised. I'm surprised like Hiromu. The, the junior heavyweight yeah. like like those kind of guys yeah like him and darby aren't in a yeah, thing yeah like you know, but it's also like who yeah. you're gonna have lose i but guess like, That's I like, okay. easily, but like i thought you know before they gave the never open weight title mm-hmm. uh to carl i was like man tama tonga versus scorpio sky yeah maybe right mm-hmm. like you know that that could be interesting maybe even if you go yeah. to double dq you know you don't yeah. get title changes you know something like i thought the ring of and i think i think part of the problem is is that in the back of our minds whether we're intentionally doing it or not you're looking back at the g1 supercard and that was a banger of a show yeah pretty much from start to finish even though that was long as hell as well yeah um that was a really good show mm-hmm. and you kind of got you got clear finishes too yeah like you know what i mean like you just kind of went through it where i feel like that was kind of the expectation is something similar mm-hmm. and i don't think it's possible because injuries I, death well i also like the way they went like the g1 supercard wasn't necessarily ring of honor versus, versus new japan, new japan. it right, was right. it was just we're just going to combine yeah rosters rosters the best card yeah so yeah. it was like we did okada jay white yeah squirrel jay lethal matt taven yeah. but like none of them were like new japan versus right well, well you had, had a couple you yeah, had like osprey like, and jeff well, cobb and tag titles tag titles and whatever you know. but it was like it was mostly like yeah just whatever your biggest match is we're going to put it on this show. Yeah. Like, you could have easily done Jay White Okada on this show. Yeah. And you could have done Hangman and Adam Cole on this yeah, show. And it'd sure. probably be a little better, maybe, like, match quality-wise. But I think from the idea of you're trying to do Japan versus AEW, yeah. the card that you got with the people that you had, I think it's about as good as you're going to get. I think they're both in similar spots. They are hurting for main eventers. Yeah. New Japan is hurting for main event talent. that They haven't, like... You know, it's funny we talk about WWE where it's like, you know, for the longest time it's like, okay, you got Roman, you got Seth, and you got Moxley and AJ Styles and Orton, yeah. right? Like, that was it. And Brock. Like, you got six guys, yeah. right? And you look at AW, you go, okay, you got Hangman, you got Punk, you got Moxley, you got Brian, you got Cole and Jericho. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, MJF's gone, so you yeah. can't even use him right now, right? Like, so like, and then New Japan, same thing. You got Naito, you got Ibushi, you got Okada, you got Tanahashi, you got Jay White. And Osprey. And Osprey, and Osprey thank you. So it's like you're really limited at the top of your cards yeah. where you don't have – you know what I mean? So like you're trying to get everybody – like a little bit of everything on here mm-hmm. and you're kind of 
hurting in some spots. Like their junior division has never been this depleted in a very long time. Yeah. Like I was winning the super junior again. I was like, that's disappointing. It was nice though to see them bring over guys like Ace Austin and Yo, Alex yeah, Zane. Absolutely. Like, for sure. Ace I thought Austin that was really was awesome. cool. Yeah, no, I think he's fantastic. Alex Zane like was that. really good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From GCW's. Yeah. yeah. Ace ways. Austin, I think, is a future impact world champion. But that's yeah, another probably. story. Um, I totally agree with you, right? But like, but you, but that yeah. also signals a lack of depth that they have, right, yeah. in that division, you know, where it's like Hiromu won the Super Junior again, mm-hmm. and okay, it's him and you know, Numbnuts El from Desperado. yeah, or no, who's the Junior Champion right now? It's not even oh, him. It's Taiji Ishimori. Yeah, Ishimori, right? So it's like, okay, we've seen that match one or seven times. You know, so it's kind of... Okada Naito just had three matches during his title reign in the I know. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you're saying is that you're not getting some of these guys. It's just, you know, it's tough. Anyway, that's going to be it for this week's show, though, guys. Next week... Who oh, knows? boy. Who knows? Yeah, no kidding. After this week's show, we, we got a lot of stuff done. We're out, we're, first thing, though, we're starting next week. Be ready. NBA draft. We're talking about it. No matter what happens, probably a Jeremy Grant trade somewhere on there as well. Um, maybe, possibly, I don't know. But that's happening for sure. So to start the show next week, if you're a Pistons fan, be sure to tune in. If you're still listening with us, we really appreciate it. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, I'm going to stop saying on behalf of the Missing Whale Man because he never shows up anymore, a big slack. Well, I'm calling you out, Kyle. We don't, call, we don't talk out. Michigan enough. That's oh, why. clearly. Yeah, what am I going to talk about? The fact that they're not going to start the right quarterback to start the year? Great. Um, uh, actually, they might start the right guy. Oh, don't start that. Don't start those rumors. No, I think I think Cade McNamara is the right starter for the beginning of the year. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. Anyway, anyway, but we're gonna stop mentioning him until he shows up again. Big slacker. I'm cutting his pay. Cutting okay. his pay from zero dollars to negative dollars. He owes us money now. Okay. <laughs> He's the Merkel. So I'm Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Dega. We will see you guys as always next time.